Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, it's all brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. So uh, I'm going to do like the websites do now, the news sites. You've gone to Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or any of those, and you try to read a story, and immediately the video that goes in the story on the page you're looking at has nothing to do with the story you're looking oh. at. Nope. That's the most one. annoying thing. And their, their theory is is that you'll see that video, and then you'll I guess you'll bag the story you were looking at and go to that story because it makes you shop the website more. These, no, I'm going to start shopping somebody else's website because I don't get the information that's supposed to be attached to what I want. I think the most annoying thing, and this has happened recently, is full-page takeover. You're, you know what those are, the right? ads? Yeah, well, it's called full-page takeover. I mean, th- I can't imagine... Being at dinner, and you're trying to talk to your wife, and in comes this guy. You're about to tell your wife something important, like you're gay, and all of a sudden, this guy runs down the aisle and takes a big board and puts it in front of you, and it says, buy Ford's F-150. You know, it's... it's well, you know, it happens on podcasts, too. I was trying to peruse around and listen to some people's podcasts. You know, the ones that get monetized where they, like, make money off of it? And then the defining moment of our interview was, come get a new car today. Well, no, they start their podcast out. They're like, hey, before we get into it, and they do. It's not just one. It's like four endorsements in a row, and they're like three minutes long. And I'm like, I don't even want to listen to your podcast anymore. You're just selling me advertising. Like, oh my, do it in a commercial break, fine. But in the middle of the podcast, it just takes over. So my point is, is that I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do next hour rather than do it right now. Well, no, that's going to no, get, I'm that'll get old oh, real no, fast. I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Hour with the things for right now. <laughs> I'll pay off right now. I pay off right now. I'm not going to do that to you, but it's so infuriating, man. I'm surprised that it's all the big websites, too. It's all the big ones. It's like big stuff. I mean, I would expect that if I'm going to Wayfair to buy something cheap no. from China, but no. No, Fox News is the and New York Post, Daily News, they all do the same thing. You're on their site and you click on the story. Oh my God, aliens landed in Australia. You click on that and then the video is for some, you know, Girl Scouts selling new cookies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So uh, Obama scolded the American public the other day because this guy hates this country and it's all our fault. Everything's our fault. Uh, He's the one who started the destruction of our country. That was his plan all along. So he told us, he says, this Hamas is real thing is all our fault. Social media and trying to TikTok activism and trying to debate this on that is you can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. Okay. Does he go to the school of Kamala Harris? No, but I asked him for audio of Obama saying that it's all our fault, the whole... Yeah, yeah, you didn't switch it out with the the one. Social media... No, here, let me get to the meat potatoes here. Okay, we'll just wait here. So if you want to solve the problem... I have that. Then... You have to take in the whole truth. Okay. And you then have to Stop admit clapping. Nobody's hands are clean. That all of us are complicit in to what? some degree. 
I look at this and I think okay, back, just shut him down. I, I can't stand his voice. He makes me sick. He says that we're all complicit. None of our hands are clean in this Israel Israel uh, Hamas war. Uh, mine looked pretty clean. I didn't do nothing. No, this guy's a jerk. I'm telling you what. Uh, even people that loved him have turned on him and said, you know, he really is showing who he is. Mm. He's an a hole, and he hates this country. He was brought up by communists. He lies, but they all lie. I know that. What? So Bill Maher, who was a was. Bill Maher at one point, this is how the uh, how the spectrum changes. Bill Maher was far left at one time. He was considered that. He had the show and he just, you know. I but don't now know. the whole scale has moved, so he seems normal? He seems like a normal old-time Democrat. So he's on here and he's like fed up with Obama. Barack Obama, who has rarely disappointed me, did so this week. I mean, his statement... I mean, it's not a horrible statement, but he said, if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth, and then you have to admit nobody's hands are clean. Literally, that's true, of course. There's a big difference between collateral damage and what Hamas did. Second, <laughs> secondly, okay, the Israelis are now allowing a four-hour pause for people to get out. And I'm sorry, people say, oh, wow, big of them. Okay, but it is a war that the other side started. It's so interesting. When they fire at Israel, it's a war. When Israel fires back, it's a war crime. Mm. A little crazy. So, and also, would Hamas do that? Would they give four-hour pause? No, no <laughs> pausing. And then Israel's heritage minister was asked in an interview about using a nuke on Gaza. And he said that's one of the possibilities. He was fired, not allowed in the cabinet meeting anymore, disavowed by the prime minister. Would that happen in reverse? So enough with the moral equivalency. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I said it last week, not because I'm so bright, only because I look at things with a lot of common sense. We are the British in the Revolutionary War. We're the idiots who stand in the middle of the field while the Americans got smart and started doing guerrilla warfare and hiding in the trees. We are the British. The whole West, including Israel, we're the British. We're going to get our asses handed to us because we're naive. We don't understand war anymore. War is not pretty. Everybody gets injured and everybody gets killed. It's it. You ever watch a Nature Channel thing? Mm-hmm. You and you hate to see it happen, but you're like, that's part of the circle of life. That animal eats that animal. Nobody likes to see it, but that's what happens. Now, the animals, the hyena, what's one of the more brutal predators? I well, would say a tiger. A lion, I think, is lion. the top, right? Yeah. Do they pause for humanitarian aid for the, you know, the praise after? Um, Do they pause for a second? If they're full, they will. Yeah, they'll pause, and then the yeah. truck comes in with humanitarian aid, like Friskies or something. Well, yeah, maybe never... the otters or something like that. They kill for fun. Nope. Yeah, I've never been in war, but I'm pretty sure there's no, like, timesies, outsies. No, we started this whole thing after World War II. We started involving lawyers. Do you know that we need... I'm, I'm not in the military, but my son is. You know we need permission to engage? You're in, a, you're in a, a hot war in combat, and you need permission to engage with somebody that's trying to kill you. It's unreal. And you know what? The other part about this is we have idiots like AOC that get in the mix, and, and this is frustrating because... It, it's not AOC. She's just a dumbass bartender. It's the people that voted for her. It's indicative of what people know and think and, and uh, the knowledge they have of life in general on this planet. They don't understand it. They vote for somebody like this. If you had any brains, you would never, there wouldn't be one vote for this idiot. But here she is talking about the war. Ceasefire means there is no military solution, only a diplomatic and cultural solution. Okay, what is it? Go ahead. We're open. We're all ears. It's not just that. 
just a week ago in Lebanon, one of the officials from Hamas, the head official of Hamas, who's a billionaire that lives in Qatar, said it himself. He goes, we're not going to stop. October 7th, we'll do it again this month. We'll do it 10 more times. We'll do it a million times. We're going to kill all the Jews. He said it, plain and simple. There was no, there was no, uh, you know, uh, nuance there. It wasn't like, you know, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we, can, we can talk about it. No, they want to wipe. This is the Holocaust. They are the Nazis. They want to kill all the Jews. Period. And then we got an idiot that people listen to in New York City, in the Bronx, that says, oh, yeah, we need to we need to hold hands and go to the uh, the, the art theater. What's the Enzion? We'll need to go to the Enzion and watch a movie together. Listen to no solution. Yeah. Yeah. A reckoning with ourselves and our history. Because, the yeah, we have, you notice she's doing the raspy voice thing yeah. to sound like she's. She's crying and like, she's emotional. What a piece of crap. Anyway, what? A relational solution. Yeah. Yeah. A reckoning with ourselves and our history. That is what ceasefire now means. And then, and then she takes the words and flips them because she sounds more yeah. provocative, you know? That's a ceasefire nice. now means. Like okay. you said, war is never pretty, but you know damn well that if Trump was in office and they said, we're not going to stop until we kill all the Americans, Trump would be like, okay, then we'll just blow the hell out of you until you stop, until you're gone. Best of luck with that, losers. But they, but nobody wants Israel to be able to defend themselves. It's like if you had a boxing match and one person pummeled the other one and the other one gets up and he's getting ready to fight back and they go, okay, no, time out, stop, wait. No, I get to beat him too. No, the naive, the, 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 what's the word? We're all so naive in this country. We, we, we don't understand. This is not normal. What we have here, this isn't reality. Yeah. No, no, we're in a game room and everybody else is in real life. This is a joke. And then what we have is the media... Uh, and I still have people that write me and go, you don't have any facts. You don't have any sources yourself. What do you NBC tells me what I need to know. I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> well, NBC is championing the terrorists. You don't believe me? Okay. Listen to the tone of this guy's voice and listen to what they talk about. Really listen. It sounds to me like they're defending terrorists. This is a live report from NBC News in uh, Gaza. Here we go. Overnight, Israel's airstrikes, unrelenting. This was Jabalia refugee camp in the north. And our team in Gaza, documenting more children pulled from the rubble in the south. Continued shelling and gunfire, making evacuating many hospitals impossible, officials say. Did you hear that kind of breathless reporting when they beheaded babies, when they Mm. killed all those people at a music festival? Did you hear that kind of reporting? Oh my God, the music festival and these Hamas guys came in on their gliders and they killed every... No, there was none of that. None of that, because these guys are the enemy of this country. The media is the number one problem. Problem. And you're you're witnessing it right there. The hospitals, this is how they think and we don't think. Would we ever put our military headquarters under a hospital nope. or an elementary school? No. We have morals. But the problem with that is they don't have any morals. Mm-mm. So their headquarters are under hospitals. That's right. Because they know that we won't attack the hospital. Now, Israel... Yesterday, went around the hospital, infiltrated the tunnel, used some new weapons they got, and they did get in there. There's documented proof right now that the command centers for Hamas, the terrorists, are under the hospitals. In Al-Shifa Hospital, surrounded by fighting, 36 premature babies are still fighting for life. You see, what it, the whole thing is to get you to feel like, oh, this has got to stop. Oh, my God, they're killing babies. Well, they were killing Hamas. It, first of all, you got to remember. They attacked Israel. Mm-hmm. They chopped the heads off babies. They did that. Raped women, 
decapitated them and then paraded them around town so the rest of the town could spit on them. Dude, an old lady. 80-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Shot her like, in the face right in front of her family. It's like the, the most evil you could comprehend is what's happening there. And then when you have people like, oh, but we just need to figure this out. It's like, okay, all the no. people you think you're defending, they would kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's what I said about AOC. Does she realize if she went over there, they'd chop her head off? Yeah, like she like, doesn't thanks care? for your support. Right. No, yeah, they wouldn't go to a theater with her or go see some artwork. No, that's not the way it works. So one, one In more Al-Shifa Hospital, surrounded by fighting, 36 premature babies are still fighting for life, doctors tell us. Israel releasing pictures of incubators, saying it would send them, but without any details, and there's no news this morning. Okay, I'll give you the news this morning, because they're obviously ignoring it. Anything we send to uh, Hamas, to uh, Gaza, they take it. The yep. civilians don't get anything. They didn't get the $100 million that Biden sent. They didn't get any of the incubators. They didn't get anything. The foods, the supplies, none of that ever gets there. The minute it actually arrives, civilians look like they're taking the stuff, and the minute our trucks turn around and leave empty, the Hamas people come and gather all the stuff up and steal it. So we're funding them, basically. Biden is funding Hamas. Basically. Yes. Trying to be the nice guy. That's going to get us killed in the long run, but go ahead. But from a children's hospital, now in Israeli control, Israel's military releasing this roughly edited video with claims unverifiable by... They're defending Hamas. The Israel is telling them, they're showing them video that the command center is under the hospital. Oh, yeah, it's roughly edited. I'm, I'm sorry. They don't have an editing studio there under the hospital in Gaza where the terrorists are. I'm, we're, I'm sure they're trying to get some. Nice editing suite with a good Pro Tools and maybe, maybe some double screens and a Mac. They're defending the mm-hmm. terrorists. Do you hear it? Yeah. It's incredible. By NBC News that this is a Hamas hideout and a place where hostages were hidden. Yeah, but there's no documentation of that. And it's almost four weeks since Hamas posted this video of 21-year-old hostage Mia Shem, her mum fighting every day for her release. Oh, and it's got to be Israel's fault because Hamas is posting the video and... Uh, you know, Israel said they'd stop beating everybody up if you just let their hostages go. But you won't do that, so... I don't know. It's just you can tell the the people that are so pro one side or the other. It's not. But you it, don't live. Dude, in, you live in a bubble. Like you said, those people live in a bubble. Uh-huh. They don't realize what the, the real world's like outside there. It's very, very different from what you're used to. But we have our major network siding with terrorists that not only want everybody in Israel dead, they want us dead. Oh, yeah. Well, because when they're done with that, that's what people don't realize. Guess what? Then come Christians, Americans, gay people, black people. They're going to kill everybody that's not like them. And it's like that movie. There's more of us than there are of them. So why are we just sitting down and taking it? Mike Johnson, you know who he is, right? Who? Yeah, Mike Johnson. You know, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson Johnson of the... Johnson Connecticut Johnsons? Yeah, that's them. House Speaker Mike Johnson was there was a big, huge, massive demonstration yesterday from Israelis, from uh, Jews, actually, in uh, in D.C. This was good. And Mike Johnson was up there speaking. The United States stands unequivocally with our neighbor, our friend, our ally, Israel. They are neighbors in a global sense. That's right. 
Last week, a bipartisan group of members stood in solidarity on the steps of the House to mourn the loss lives in the October 7th attack and to grieve with the families of Israeli hostages that are still being held in Gaza. We heard heartbreaking and tragic accounts of their kidnappings. And of course, as you know, many of those families haven't received an update on their well-being since that day. As a parent myself, I can begin to comprehend their despair. All of us feel that way. This morning, we watched the horrific film that was produced by Hamas from their own cameras as they committed the assault. It's unspeakable. The auditorium was full of Republicans and Democrats in the House, and they wept as we watched the film together. Most couldn't sit through it. These Israeli hostages were kidnapped in their homes by barbaric Hamas terrorists for simply being Jewish and living in Israel. As Prime Minister Netanyahu says so well, this is a fight between good and evil. Yep. That's right. Chuck Schumer was out there, too. Yeah. I not only had a desire to go to Israel, I felt a special obligation to go. When I got off the plane, Israel was still shaken from what happened. I said to the Israeli people, Israel, we in America have your back. Now Chuck Schumer, good old Chucky Schmucky Schumer. Is he getting that nose fixed? I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised he's not with NBC News. Or at least pushing the glasses up towards his eyes so he can look through them instead of over them. I feel like it's just an over-the-glasses look for him. All right, so uh, you have confidence in our government to get things done, to get stuff done for us, to nope. really work for... No? Nope. No, I lost that years ago. Really? Yeah. Well, this won't help. Um, <laughs> did you see what happened in a Senate hearing yesterday? Oh, my gosh. I'm like <laughs> children. Yeah, I was going to say, just throw a stick to him. Children go settle. So this guy, he's a ex-MMA fighter. He's the senator. He's standing behind the, uh, sitting behind the big brown ugly furniture there. Bernie Sanders to his left. He's the head of the committee. Uh, across from him, about 10 feet across from him at a table, is the Teamsters Union. I figure what his uh, title is, but he's with the Teamsters. He looks like a typical union mob boss. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, did I throw a mob in there? My bad. Uh, And apparently, just a few months ago, they had a little spat between the two of them. Same thing that happened yesterday, but now it's two times. So uh, GOP Senator Mullen uh, got a little, uh, because, well, I'll let you listen to it. So here he is talking to the Teamsters Union guy. Talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. He's talking about Mr. O'Brien, the guy who's with the union. Talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this hearing, the last time <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Now, I want you to pretend we're in second grade and there's a path behind the school. I don't know if that's an up north thing or not, but wherever you got into a fight in junior high. Maybe on the schoolyard. No, no, you got to do it. Biden says it's behind the gym. Oh, no. Take behind the gym and beat the crap out of them. With us, it was meet me at the path, which was a little path outside of it. It's off the playing field. So here we go. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. 
If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your right. solution every problem? <laughs> no, no. Sit down. Oh, Eric, sit down. Look at you. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shim. it. Hold it. See, Senator uh, Bernie Sanders ruined it all because I'd yeah. love to see. They should have at least given him 60 seconds yeah. to pummel each other. 99% that... of us want you to sit down, but there's a top 1% that would love to watch you duke it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would have loved it. I would pay-per-view backyard. We'll, I'll give up my backyard. We'll do a pay-per-view there. But Senator... I think him even pointing out a Twitter post that someone, he tweeted at me. Everybody yelled at him. That's childish in and of itself. Like You, you think... didn't even need to bring that up. You get your butt up. No, you get your butt up. No, you. No, you. No, you. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and you have, I don't like you because you just described yourself. <laughs> Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All right. Make a statement. Then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. Oh, I was no, no, you no, challenged no, me no. to a cage match, no, no, acting no, like a 12-year-old schoolyard bully. Excuse me. Hold, hold it. No, excuse me. I, I will mic. say. I will say. Exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that said, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not him talking in. about. Of course, and, I did. and let me tell you, let me show you his hearing because I want to I want to expose this thug to who he is. And Could you not point at me? That's disrespectful. <laughs> I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you, I respect you at respect. all. Ah. <laughs> no, you. No, you. Wow. Well, you, I think you know darn well though that if the MFA, MMA fighter got in his face, it would be over. Uh, he was. Yeah, he was huge. I and mean, he was there's, fit. there's no physical fight. Now, the know? other guy, the Teamster guy, got to hand it to him. No, he's big. He's big yeah. and round. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like, he'd sit on you, and that's his, that's his fight move. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just turn around and sit down. You'll have no choice. It doesn't end there. Same day, same across the street. House Oversight Committee was going on at the same time here. Got a little debate between Democrat Representative Jared Moskowitz of Florida. Our guy and Rep- Republican Representative James Comer, the guy heading up the Biden inv- investigation. Uh, Comer called, and by the way, he did look like what he calls him. Uh, Comer calls this other guy from Florida, the Democrat, uh, a-, a certain cartoon character. Here we go. You all continue to, you look like a Smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen. M- Mr. Chairman, you no, have. No, I'm going to you, no, no, hold, hold on. If we're, you if we're not on time, we. You disinformation. You, you, you have you gone on TV and said the president did something you illegal. You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the corruption. same question. Your government in action. We're screwed. That's Smurfobia. <laughs> we're so screwed. We are literally screwed. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, guys. We have to continue with the show. Okay. Right. Now, we'll do the pay-per-view. They would be the opening, the Smurf guys, because uh-huh. it's a lighter, it'll be a lighter fight. The uh, Democrat from Florida is a twig, and Comer looks like he hasn't worked out in about 30 years, <laughs> and he's 32. You know what's funny? <laughs> For people that complained that they didn't like Trump's mean tweets, right? they sure are <laughs> acting like a bunch of idiots. Right. And finally, uh, I'm sure you're all looking forward to that cozy feeling Thanksgiving Day morning when the Macy's Day Parade is on. Ah, it's my yes. favorite. I have such good memories of that. Yeah, Look, well, it's Woody Woodpecker making his way down Fifth Avenue. And it's, it's funny when one, it's too windy and one of the balloon gets away and you're like, well, I can't gotta get a hold of Bart Simpson. Yeah, who got squished last year? Somebody got squished. Well, we can't leave anything 
good alone any longer. Nothing can be pure and wonderful anymore? What's going no, on? No, because now there's a big, big uproar over the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, no. It's no longer Macy's. I guess they backed out because it wasn't diverse enough. But yeah, it's over two gender non-conforming performances in the lineup. For crying out loud. What, what do you, I don't know what Why? that means. I don't know. Who cares? Why? Why? Why do you have to shove this stuff in our face? Keep it in your bedroom. You want to chop it off? Go ahead. So I don't get it. What's the Rockettes got bulges this year? What's happening? I have no, dude. I wouldn't be surprised. A petition organized by one million moms, part of the Conservative Family Values Association, says the event will expose tens of millions of viewers at home to liberal LGBTQ agendas such as trans trans ideology. The sponsor of the event, the department. You know, nobody cares that you're trans. Nobody cares that you're lesbian. Nobody cares. Just keep it to yourself. Do you see heterosexual going out there swinging their heterosexuality around? And it's funny because you read the stories. The stories will say, hate groups target Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for their non-binary transgender extravaganza. I mean, I don't think they're a hate group, but the conservative value family association does sound a little boring to be on. Well, it's (laughs) a boring group. Let's call it a boring group. not a hate group. Right. I want to know what the acts are, though. I mean, is, are they offensive or are they just normal? Yeah, what's like, going on? I don't have is a Is it clue. just like RuPaul's Drag Race out There'll there performing? Be non-binary or? singers. Uh, there's going to be he, she, they pronouns used by the announcer. This is just a... F- just, but look, why, why do you have to use a pronoun? Why can't you say, and here to perform, blah, 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 is... the blah, blah, blah. You know, Bob. Yeah. I like, mean, why does Bob it have happens to, to be trans. I mean, why do we but have... But why do you have to point that... They don't go, here sh- comes Jill and Rick and Smoke, and Jill's straight, and Rick's Cuban, and he goes by his pronouns, he, him. Nobody says that. Yeah, yeah. but our focus groups say that those kinds of people and that sort of compassion allows you to put more money in this direction, and that's, that's what's hot right now, Like, if it? it's just a Broadway, like, one of the things here I'm looking is, is a Broadway musical that's going to be out there. Okay, that's fine. I don't see any problem with that. One of the Broadway musicals, I think it's called Juliet and Shucked, and it features a non-binary character. Okay, but you know, why... Just do your performance. Why does it because have to be a thing? they have to shove it in your face. Yeah, it's it shows that they're progressive. This is, this is, this is, the beehive is the conservative side of, of our country, and these people have a stick, and they have to. They can't help themselves. They have to poke the beehive with the stick because mm-hmm. well, they get a rise out of you. And it's, it's a combination of that. I think it starts as virtue signaling, and then once you... You feel like you're not getting enough virtue for how much you're signaling. You keep poking it even harder. Like here's here's another one. One of the pop there's a pop star out there. Her name is Kim Petrus. Right. She's trans. And I never nobody knew. knew. I, nobody, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Kim Petrus did the whole transition like years ago before it was cool. Right. And I thought I thought she was a she. And yeah. it's a it's a transgender uh, a male that transitioned to female. But now they're like it makes when a lot they, of her songs make more sense though. But for at sure. the same time. But when you introduce, can't you just say, here's pop icon, Kim Petrus? Do you have to say, here's pop icon, Kim Petrus, who's a trans person that now... She's introduced herself like that the whole time. by her he, she pronoun. I mean, it's like... She she never does that. She just is pop icon, Kim Petrus. She doesn't introduce herself with who she sleeps with and what parts she has. They call them hate groups. They're not... It's just common sense. Stop it. I don't need to know who you're sleeping with or what part of your organs you chopped off. But at the same time, don't you blame the organization, not the acts, because is it the organization that's saying well, we're going to introduce you this way and say this, and this is the tag, and this is the pronoun. Can't you just introduce each act for what it is and let it be what it is? 
why can, why do you have to attach all the things, all the well, labels? Don't you remember the Los Angeles was the Dodgers or what game was that where they uh, said? Yeah, it was the Dodgers. Well, they had the the the, the, the nuns, the nuns, the, the oh the sisters of, of indulgence or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. But it could be a normal. I mean, it could be your regular Thanksgiving Day parade, and you can still have the acts and the Broadway musical that has the non-binary person in it, but why do you have to point their pronouns out when you're not pointing out anybody else's pronouns? Because they have to stick it in your face. It's part of the job. It's a new twist on an old holiday tradition, the Macy's Wokes Giving Day Parade. <laughs> Celebrate the day when the colonizers broke bread with the oppressed indigenous people with a procession of giant helium balloons. And here we see Garfield. Garfield's pronouns are they, them. On Wokes Giving, Garfield prefers to eat culturally appropriated lasagna. <laughs> so much for turkey. That's right, because at the Macy's Wokes Giving Day Parade, the giant turkey balloon is actually Tofurky. And the next balloon is a giant can of Bud Light. This balloon <laughs> is kept from flying away with ropes held by scores of volunteers. Just like we're being held down by the ropes of the patriarchy. <laughs> the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's something to be thankful for. Personally, mm. I'm thankful I'm not a cisgendered male of European descent. Ooh, they're more disgusting than green bean casserole. <laughs> 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 the Sunny Update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring. Jill Bumbo's true crime stories. You know, I haven't had a couple of these in about a week or two, and then I had a Bam! A whole bunch hit me in the face. This is a 440-pound Italian man. He's convicted recently. I'll tell you why in just a little bit. He's 35 years old. His name's Dimitri. He is from Italy. Slaughtered his 25-year-old girlfriend while they were vacationing in Sardinia. This is back in 2017. Why? (sighs) She left too many breadcrumbs in the bed. What? He had been talking to her about how she ate kind of sloppy... He didn't really like the way she ate, and they got into an argument. Um, he's so four, he's four hundred and forty pounds. Didn't he eat sloppy? Yeah. So he didn't like the way she ate, and so they got into a big fight. She threw a paperweight at him, and he grabbed a knife and stabbed her in the chest fifty-seven times. You gotta eat things whole, like me. Oh my God! Yikes! What a nut job. So he, after he got arrested at four hundred and forty pounds, first of all, I'm surprised that he was able to actually stand up and lunge towards her. Unless he fell on her and she couldn't move. Because how do you... I don't know. How do you get around when you're that large? It wouldn't be swiftly, no? Uh, no. Um, yeah, so they were vacationing in, in, in Italy, and I guess she hit him, and he grabbed a knife. I, this is insane. So he's getting, let's see, where it is, 30 years. Now, by the time... This happened in 2017. So by the time he came around and they caught him, it was now 
when they arrested him, it was 2019. He had lost a bunch of weight and he was 260 pounds. He was sentenced to 30 years on a murder conviction. But because of the delays caused by COVID, he didn't begin to serve his term until 2022. So I have a question. You're convicted of murder. You don't need to go to jail because of COVID? Are we, you're no, protect- he, might, he might get sick and die. No, does that not make any sense to anybody? No, it doesn't make any sense. Well, we of can't put it's... you in the jail. We know you're a murderer, but it's COVID. You might get sick. Yeah, yeah. we don't want okay, that. Okay, he's a murderer. It's like that old uh, George Carlin bit where he goes, you know, why do they use the alcohol swab wipe on lethal injection people before they give them the lethal injection? <laughs> he's like, they still swab down their arm with the alcohol before they give them the shot. Like, they're going to get an infection? You're there to kill the guy. You want to know something even funnier? So what? over the past year... He gained all the weight back, 440 pounds. Oh, no. And they said, the surveillance court said they need to release him from prison on medical grounds. Yeah, because I can't fit in the cell. He's, Are you serious? They said he can no longer remain behind bars because he's incompatible with the prison regime due to his heft, which makes it difficult for him to get around without a wheelchair or crutches. And it's not like he's going to run away. By the way, he's also a chain <laughs> smoker. And they said his incarceration puts his life at risk. Because they're unable to provide a low-calorie diet that he needs to shed pounds. He's that's, a murderer! Oh, yeah, that's my quite, God. Who cares? again for more bad people doing crime things with Jill Bucko. Give him a bucket of lard. God. Yeah. Everybody else in Jim seems to find a way to work out. Have we lost our minds? I mean, I get that him not being in jail is not really a risk. I mean, it's not like he's going to run away anywhere. Well, he was able to stab her at 440 pounds. He could clearly do it again. Well, was he already sitting on her? See, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious as to how... I mean, I picture 400 pounds. I figure I can't even pull my pants up or scratch my back. No, I You're wouldn't I'm just kind of flailing out there like well, a puffer fish. Other things you can't do either. There's yeah. a lot of things you can't yeah. do. You can't wipe. I you can't have any fun. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> Rick Stacy presents... No. Really? Wow. Yep. All right. Well, here is a new study that somebody did that says men think women should be allowed to go topless in public. No. What? <laughs> Wait, where's your yes sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they polled people. 35% of Americans now think women should have the right to let it all hang out. Really? Wow. And you know what's even funnier? No. More men are in favor of women letting it hang out than women. Wow. This has been No. Really? Wow. You sure that survey's accurate? More men than women? (laughs) That's surprising. Okay. Um, I have bad news for you guys. What's that? The life expectancy for men just fell. I know. To what? 73 years. Oh. Oh, you sound so... Oh. oh. <laughs> I uh, better hurry up. It's six years less than the life expectancy for women. Oh, well, you guys have always lived longer than us. Do you want to know what I attribute it to? And it's not anything that's... The satisfaction super- of beating on us? No, it's not even <laughs> anything scientific. The additional stress we have? Yeah. It's, no, it's like when men go, huh... This looks fun. Maybe I'll set myself on fire and see if I can jump off the roof and get into the pool on time before I burn. You know that's how your brain works. Okay. And that well, is why women live longer. Why do you want, always want to ruin the fun? <laughs> that's not, uh, women I'm just wear pointing four out the inch, stats. Uh, women wear high heels. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That, that risks so many ankle injuries. Yeah, but not which death. Which in turn, yes, it, you, it eventually leads there, Jill. You inject yourself with rat poison almost like weekly. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't kill them still. 
Although I'm sure there are a lot. If we looked it up right now, I'm sure there are plenty of plastic surgery deaths. You think? Yeah. Well, we did the story of that one lady. She was putting like quickrete in people's butts in a hotel room somewhere in Miami. No, they were going somewhere. It was like a, a La Quinta Inn to get butt implants, but it wound up being cement. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick, quickrete. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that Elmer's glue? No, no, no. It's very important scientific doctor stuff. Don't touch that. Well, here's the factors that researchers are saying. They said um, uh, there's a lot of factors. I don't know if they're going to tell you what they are. Well, that doesn't help. This is the whole. This is the whole story. It doesn't tell That's what the it. factors are. There's a are. lot of factors, none of which. Wait we'll a minute. Here. What do you mean? You it just says, that? yeah. You look it up for me, because it <laughs> says there's a lot of factors contributing to the lower longevity in men, which is far below the life expectancy for men in other countries. By the way, this is in America. Men are living fine in Japan and Korea and Portugal and the UK and in Italy. It's just not here. Do you think it's a weight thing? I think it's. I read a few articles on this. At least over in Asia, it's part of like their diet because they eat more fish. Same thing with Italy, and they walk around everywhere. Well, you got to remember, too, I'm not going to blame a lot of the people here in America. I mean, I know everything is choice, but our food over here is pure poison. Okay, I got it. Smoking is number one. Obesity is number two. uh, Homicides is number three. Mm. uh, Opioid overdoses is number four. Suicide, number five. Road accident, six. Poverty and economic... uh, Okay, here we go. What did it say? Nothing. It's inequality. People die from being not equal to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Who wrote that? Kills this? You? I think it's just they—they were trying again. That's virtue signaling. Just say poor. Yeah, I went to a, one of those websites where they have to always interject well, no, their you, uh, social opinion. Well, you there. can't say poor. You can't say hungry. Yes, you can. Those food insecure and hungry is the same thing. They're just trying to make it sound not as bad. You can't yeah. say committed suicide because you have to take the blame off the person themselves. Yeah, okay. Well, it's not like anybody else did it. You're they, houseless. You're not they, homeless any longer. No, it's home insecure, right? No, 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 it's not Isn't home it? insecure. No, what is it? It's the, you're not homeless, new? you're uh, a house. Unhoused. Unhoused. Unhoused, Unhoused. sounds like Unhoused. you're unboxed. And there's one more. It's, uh, su- okay, you died by suicide, uh, food insecure. There's there's one more out there that takes the, the blame off of you as if it's not your choice. It's I forget what it is. Here's a scientific explanation. The Y chromosome has fewer genes that can put up with women. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, no. We fewer, are a lot. Fewer genes than chromosome X and is linked to some chronic diseases that X isn't. Wow, I didn't know that. Testosterone is another one that plays a factor. Uh-huh. Yeah, apparently it's really bad for you. Weakening heart muscles. Oh, really? And making men more vulnerable to heart disease and cancer. Our own testosterone. Well, that I you mean, produce I or do you get extra? I, you produce no. it, but you drop off at like 28, 30 years old, so your body doesn't produce as much of it. But the, it's tes- like the-, the testosterone feeds cancer. Yeah, but I think because a lot of older dudes that want to get that youthful 20s feeling back start... Taken to, just like women take hormones when yeah. they go through menopause, they give you hormones Ex- to exactly. take. Exactly. It's like the male menopause earlier in life, but it's without, you know, as much side effects. You just yeah. not caring a lot. And says, I don't have motivation to do anything. So a lot of guys get the extra testosterone. And I think that definitely plays Hormones impact your health more than people realize. Oh, yeah. It's, you're a chemical electrical machine. Mm-hmm. You and like to think that you're in charge of all your decisions, but it's really a lot of chemicals in your And head. Jill may be right. It says number 10 is cultural influences and gender behaviors. Yeah, by gender behaviors, I think it just means like sometimes you're stupid and you're like, let me jump off the roof. And that's, th- what th- you said that. that's what I'm yeah. trying to agree with you. Yeah. Of course, you, well, you know, argue with me agreeing with you. I know that. No, I'm saying that's what I said. But you like That's why many, we don't live long. How many things have you lit on fire uh, throughout your life? Oh, lots. See? Yeah. Did you ever get burned? Oh, yeah. 
Did you ever get really injured by doing something and you went, well, that was dumb? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. Well, I mean, no, no. Jet skiing, and that wasn't dumb. I mean, it was just jet skiing. You know, it wasn't even jet skiing. It was got in the boat. Remember? No, you weren't here. What happened? What'd you do? I got in my son-in-law's boat after I jet skied like an idiot, and that you, you think that would have killed me. I got in his boat, and then he turns around and looks at me, and all I see is I'm at the front of the boat. I look down, and there's like 10 feet of nothing to, until the water is. <gasps> And then the boat just went, wham! No, did you fly off? No, I went right into the boat's floor and I hit, I broke my shoulder and oh my god, dislocated it and all this stuff vacation? all at once. Yeah, don't you remember that? Yeah. Well, no, I'm confusing the skiing thing. I know that was chill. No, that was me. That's why I don't do dangerous stuff on vacation because that traumatized me. No, Rick always does normal vacation stuff. He just always gets injured on vacation. I thought I was hot, you know what? And I was at the time, my boyfriend of a long time ago, we were skiing and I was like, I hadn't skied and I was gonna, I'm not gonna ski, I'm gonna snowboard because I'm awesome. So I started snowboarding and- So now you don't do anything because of that? Well, I because I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this. And then I was like, I'm gonna go on the big hill. I shouldn't have gone on the big hill. Well, that doesn't mean you stop. Well, it was so traumatic. My whole shoulder ripped out to the point where it almost broke my collarbone and my arm at the same time. Oh, that's happening. And then they get had back to, on the horse. They had to rush me down. It was so embarrassing. I'm one of those sleds where they're like, Mike, why? The medical people. That's embarrassing? Yeah, because you're on the sled. You're like, oh my God, I got oh hurt. Oh God, this is she's, so embarrassing. she got hurt. That's embarrassing. You should not get hurt. It's embarrassing. It is. Yeah. was embarrassing. I mean, you know, if you spend your life preventing death, then you're already dead. That's yeah. my philosophy. That's a good point. So because I don't want to ski anymore because I hurt myself, uh, I'm dead. Whatever that means I mean, to it's, you. It's not like you put your snow pants. I don't agree with you, but that's fine. Okay. You don't have to agree with me, but I love my fr- I love that saying. It's true. Now imagine How many you peed your you snow do? pants and had to get treated for hypothermia. That's well, embarrassing. If I don't do something, it's because I'm scared to death, not because I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, no, it's not. No. no so no. will you skydive? I don't, I'm too scared. Well, then you're already dead, Rick, if you're too no, scared. No, 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 I, I didn't say I wouldn't skydive. It was less scary, I would do it. <laughs> would you do it if somebody, um, like, if you, would Angie ever do it? I don't know. I don't think so. I like, don't know. The reason I'm asking I don't think so. is if you guys did it together and you did the tandem where you're not in charge of jumping yourself, it's the oh, person no, no. that's attached to you that jumps, so you don't have to make that decision. I don't oh, know. It's no. made for you. No, I want that in my hands. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I probably want that in my... I flew, I flew in air, airplanes for 15 right. years. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's but, dangerous. <laughs> it is. It's not that dangerous. Well, it's because there's less cars in the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know if you saw this photo shoot. I don't know what they're talking about here because I saw the photo shoot and it doesn't make any sense to me. So Lauren Sanchez, who is engaged to Jeff Bezos, they're zillionaires, you know that, right? So she did this Vogue photo shoot. I don't know why they want to have a photo shoot with them on Vogue. I don't understand why, but it's interesting because everyone is saying that Jeff Bezos looks like Steven Tyler. No, 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 no. She looks like Steven Tyler. Oh, okay, no, now it makes sense. No, she looks like Steven Tyler. Did you see the, was yeah. it Variety? Which magazine did it? It's Vogue. Vogue. That's what I just Vogue. said. But they, that's. It, it, she's leaning back, and when she leans back, her face becomes even plumper. No, and her, that her makes lip. more sense, because I go, what are they talking about Steven Tyler? He doesn't look like Steven Tyler. He doesn't even have hair. No. Now I'm looking at her, and they're 100% correct. Yeah, she, she looks like a frog. She looks just like Steven Tyler. Actually, that's kind of an insult to Steven Tyler, because I think I used yeah, to think Steven Tyler like back in the day too. was 
was good looking in his youth. Oh, no, in his youth, yeah. But the older he's gotten, the more he gets that bullfrog look. <laughs> Have you seen the meme? It's Steven Tyler, and he has his hair pulled up in a scrunchie and a scarf around his neck, and it says, Steven Tyler looks like the cool mom in high school that would let you drink as long as you didn't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tired of the same old song and dance from your plastic surgeon, then walk this way to the Steven Tyler Plastic Surgery Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billionaires' beauties like Lauren Sanchez are choosing to look like Steven Tyler. And now, you can too. It's such a sweet emotion to wake up and look like Steven Tyler. Look like me! You'll be back in the saddle with Steven's flowing mane hair plugs, mouth widening, and full pouty lip enhancements. You won't look like a rag doll anymore. Call now and receive a free Dude Looks Like a Lady face peel. After you visit the Steven Tyler Plastic Surgery Center, you won't want to miss a thing. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Sunny update brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Okay, so we got all this stuff going on in the world. 25 hot wars going on around the entire planet. Jeez. We got the Hamas-Israel war. We have Russia still, you know, they're still trying to mess up Ukraine, and Ukraine's messing Russia up pretty good. 300,000 Russians dead already. When are these people in Ukraine, the parents who, uh, you know, of these children that they've lost gonna wake up you know you think after a while they would talk to the neighbor and go you lost your son too yeah what are we fighting for I mean you know maybe adopt some of our protesting techniques Mm. I don't know but uh, while all this is going on Biden decided the most important thing to talk about yesterday was uh, something about mumbling climate change thing hottest we've ever recorded in history it's an impact, an impact that decades are making because inaction for just... Uh, what? Did, did you understand what he just said? Nope. Just, just... There was inaction for much too long. Look, uh, but we're acting now. We have been acting. Gotcha. Wait, just one more time on that part. An impact, an impact that decades are making because inaction for just... Uh, I wish you could just shut your big yapper. It's no. like it's getting worse. I want everybody uh, that, you know, we'll, we'll get some uh, email action where somebody will say, you're just making fun of it. You shouldn't make fun of it. It's a stutter. When he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. It's a stutter. It's definitely a stutter. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. There we go. Stutter again. No, this guy's a, a complete idiot. Let's let's go with that Not one. Not that he's senile. He's oh, the temperature's just... getting hot out, buddy. We have so many bigger fish to fry. Mm. Oh, let me just let me delve into this for just a second. Now, here's what he did say, and I'm not going to play it for you. It's boring, and it's all mumbled up, and you can't understand it. But basically what he's talking about, he's saying, based off records that reliably go back to the 70s, uh, and, of course, in these records, they're saying there is some guesswork going on here. That was a statement that the people who did the research actually said. I remember this story when the study came out about global warming, not about climate change. This was specifically about temperature increasing. Uh, they said the study is basically guesswork and not to be taken seriously. In the study, these scientists took ice cores and tree remain samples, and they look at the history. But they can only look back so far. Um This summer was not the hottest on record. 1931 was. Secondly, 
the planet at one time was molten lava. I think that was the hottest time in history. Yeah. yeah. People are so dumb and arrogant to a point. It's like the earth is billions of years old. You've been writing stuff down for 2,000 years, so you think you know how things run. Now, here's what the scientists said of the study. All of this stuff is actually theoretical. Okay, these are the people who did the study that Biden is quoting from. He goes, official records that we can rely somewhat on, somewhat, go back to 1971. But they are largely theoretical. They, of course, he won't say that in his little speech because climate change, they have to have that. Yeah, That's a tool they're employing. You got to get money somehow, and it's this is a great way to scare people over really nothing, but it causes you to donate. Now, why would the scientists come out and say that? They said that right after this started taking off in social media and in, uh, you know, regular media in the last couple of years. But this dates back quite a ways. Um, Well, they don't want to be the next Dr. Fauci's going, hey, you said this. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. They want to shove you in an electric car, but they never say anything about the uh, carbon emissions from, I don't know, the Ukraine war, uh, you know. The yeah, other... they don't complain about that, no, do they? No, that stuff, no, that's okay. It's funny, too, is like you see on social media all these people, they're like, look, here's the electric car charging station. And the guy walks around the back of the building to the diesel generator that's running the electric car charging yeah. station. I don't, have any, like, I don't have anything on, on uh, that today, but i got to tell you, they're hiding from you the fact that Ford has lost $4.5 billion in the electric car industry. And there's a big, I mean, it just went, it went up to by like um, 1.5% of the population that can drive actually purchased or was thinking of purchasing electric cars. That's dropped down to half a percent now. Jeez. Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, because who wants to sit 30 minutes after you get done shopping in order to just get home? Yeah. You might as well take even. the bus. So MIT, I told you about this yesterday. MIT, there was a letter that was put out to the administration, also to some of the student leaders that said, Jewish kids, if you're here, don't come in our lobby. There's violent protesters here for Hamas and Palestine. In other words, people supporting terrorists. So instead of throwing them out of the school and expelling right. them and suspending them, they decided to warn the Jewish students, don't come in the main lobby at MIT. All right. Mm-hmm. Then we had the student that was in an MIT class. Math teacher was teaching some equations and stuff. And apparently they were coordinated because after he got done explaining a problem, the professor, he pointed at the student. The student got up and started yelling from the river to the sea and had a Palestinian flag. Yeah. I mean, these people are supporting terrorism. Now, you think MIT, after all the blowback, would have the guts to at least suspend. They didn't even... We, should have been expulsion, right? Because yeah. turn it around, imagine that there's KKK... That's a perfect infil- example. ...infiltrates the MIT lobby, and mm-hmm. then a letter goes out to black students, hey, the KKK's in our lobby right now, burning a cross. Don't come in the lobby. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Just go around. Just don't come here today. They're doing their thing. I'm amazed the amount of people that can't like zoom out of a situation and see the parallels. No, they go, what what no, would happen? Right. What would happen to the KKK in this instance at MIT? Oh, no. they'd all be expelled. Expelled, right? No. Maybe arrested for hate crime. The university, in a statement, said they were merely going to suspend the students who participated in the disruptive protests from non-academic campus activities. In other words, everything's normal unless they belong to the basket-weaving club. Yeah, you can't go to the football game. So then, immediately after the school made that announcement, over 500 pro-terrorist students went outside and said, we won!
Shame. That's what they're yelling. Shame. So really what they all they did by doing that is they threw fuel on the fire. Yeah, because they let them win. Well, if you, if somebody misbehaves and you don't scold them or they don't have any consequence, they're going to think it's okay and keep doing it. So you're just telling these people, yeah, it's okay to call for the death of a whole group of people. It's fine. We'll just tell them not to come near you while you're doing that. Yeah, but you know, this week you just can't go to your uh, fishnet weaving class. Yep, they're excited. Yeah, it's what? just crazy. Then they started cheering. Why won't? Why would they? Why? Why would they back down? I ask you, huh? I like this guy. This guy's in London. Now, in London, you can't get away with this kind of crap. There's some. I mean, you have to be careful in London because it's not really a democracy or a free country like we are here in London. You can say something on X or on Facebook, and you can get put in prison for it. Really? Oh yeah. No, if you say something, no free speech. It's considered a, considered a hate crime. They don't have mm. a First Amendment, but uh, they do claim that they have freedom of speech. They don't. So this guy's out in the street. Luckily, he didn't get arrested. But these girls are in a protest, you know, of course, supporting the terrorists because that's what all young people seem to be doing now. And he loses it. I'll try to translate what he's saying. Okay. I think I got all the f words this time. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope so. These women here go to Gaza. What? You want to go talk in Gaza? These women, they can't talk in Gaza. It's a joke. These women can't be talking about Gaza. It's a joke. What do they know about it? It's a joke. It's become fashion. It's fashion. It's fashion, this bullshit. It's fashionable. Yes. It's fashionable to talk about yeah, Gaza. Yeah, yeah. And you, we played a bit the other day, a clip of uh, people who, oh, it was a misogyny thing. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's just like the lady that was protesting right. for Palestine from the river to the sea. And they walked up and they said, okay, well, what river? What? Yeah, what river? What sea? What's, what do you mean from the river to the sea? What sea? What do you mean? Well, if you're saying from the river to the sea, you, t- you should probably know which river and which sea, yeah? Right. I have to go. I'm never going to, never going to, you don't even respect me. I'm just going to gather my things and go. <laughs> so that's what this guy's basically saying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? How many bombs France in Syria, here, London. All, all it is is an excuse to hate Jews. It's us. The problem's our city. It's us. You think tomorrow, if there was no Israel, this problem would be solved? They f- kill each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. What we've been saying all along. You really think that if they ex- exterminated every Jew on the planet, what would be next? They have to find somebody else to kill. Right. They They're, kill their own people. They kill their own people. This mm-hmm. this guy's brilliant, and he doesn't even know it. What a gen- genocide! We're the worst. Of, we're the worst at committing genocide. The f- population has tripled in the last ten f- years. Genocide. These people are they're f- idiots. They're idiots, blind, blind by hate. I feel like him some days. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Rolling, rolling, Is this from your dad player? Well, my what? Your no. dad player? No, that's from uh, the you know 60s. Bad audio, but it is. It's the theme to Rawhide, the American cowboy. Now there are good people in the world. A group of American cowboys went viral this week for their trip to Israel to help out Israelis. You see, when all the men, it's it's all hands on deck right now in Israel. 
we've never had that. Well, we had during World War II, but I mean, we haven't had it recently. None of these brats that live right now and breathe our air understand what it's like to actually be fighting for your life. True. Right? So uh, in Israel, it is that. So every 30-year-old is gone. Every male 30 years old is gone to war. So all these farms are left to whoever's left back behind, the kids and maybe to work. maybe the the wife and they don't have any way to take care of the farms and you know they got to they got to farm their business. So with these guys in the United States, it's called the American Cow what's their name? They're um uh, John Pulcher and Yosef Yost Strain from Montana, along with two other cowboys, uh, got together <clears throat> and they got $29 million in grants to supply Israel and the West Bank with farming supplies and product and stuff and fertilizer. And they're going over there to help out. Really? We saw the Jewish people in a, in a real time of need. You know, it's uh, in the 1930s and 40s would be the last uh you know we, we haven't seen a massacre like this since that time and it's uh we we all said never again and we saw the jewish people suffering again uh and we said this is not on our watch we can't we can't stand by and watch jewish people suffer again as we said they would never do uh the the horrors of of what's happening here is is as you've well known and have seen is is so horrific yeah so the uh supplies are ahead of them have gone to Israel and now they're going there they left uh, last week at New York's JFK and they're going to Tel Aviv and they've got photos they've been sending back you can pick them up on social media on X uh, Ploucher is his name P-L-O-C-H-E-R and his fellow cowboys are all volunteers with Operation Ate, is that correct? I don't know. Ate, I believe that's Hebrew. I'm not sure. It's a project spearheaded by Ha Yavel, a Christian volunteer organization. So Christians and Jewish people are getting together to do this. But they're actually going there and delivering and going to work on those farms. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are some good people. Operation Itai Itai. um, is dedicated to, to one, bringing protective gear. We, We have a 29 million dollar campaign to bring this gear in immediately uh, we're talking about uh night vision to to protective vests and helmets and flashlights and drones uh to this area uh, as quickly as possible our first uh airlift landed yesterday yep all right so um secret service what do you think of when you think about the secret service what, um, what kind of dudes very, very and, well and i know women. people in the secret service Real big tall unassuming suit mm-hmm. on Constantly my, swiveling head, hand in the jacket just in case. How tough are they? My best friend's husband is like, his job after he was done, like actually serving and protecting people, was to teach people how to be in the Secret Service. And they had to beat him up in order to like pass. Like, if you could beat up John, then you did, and he would come home like bruises and scratches, but he's so huge that it was like. So these are tough you dudes. You had to fight him in order to. Yeah, no, okay. they're very tough dudes. And of course, they're part of the government uh, infrastructure on security, and then they're tough, and they shouldn't. I mean, these are the guys that protect the president, his family, mm-hmm. you know, congressmen too. And, um, well, you heard the story, maybe you didn't. Uh, Naomi Biden is uh, Joe Biden's granddaughter. She wasn't in the car. She Who knows where she was? It doesn't say in the story. But uh, the vehicle that carries them was out in front of their, whatever they call it in Washington, their, their walk-up. Beautiful $50,000 billion right. dollar house. Like a brownstone? or a- Three guys in hoodies uh, walked up and started breaking the windows of the parked, unoccupied, dark, black SUV with the... Sh- it's, you know, it's a government vehicle. Right. So uh, Secret Service immediately opened fire. One guy took his uh, service weapon out and started firing. 
And he missed. And here's a Mr. Douchey from Fox News to tell you the rest. Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle. During the encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it is believed no one was struck. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle, and a regional lookout was issued to supporting units. That means that somebody tried to steal a Secret Service car from the agents that were protecting the president's granddaughter, and they got away. They're still out there this morning. Back to you. Yeah, my thing wasn't that they shot at him. It's like, if you try to break into a government vehicle, you deserve to get shot. But my thing was, how did you miss? Yeah. You're well, supposed to be the best shots out that's there. That's what I was going to, that's what I, exactly what I was just about to say. We need, you need to go to the range? Badasses that you are. You can't catch a few gangbangers who got away. They got away. They got away. Do you think they'll get them? Well, I no. mean, you know, so do the people that brought cocaine into the White House, too. True. So we're not really trying to solve the crimes. Uh-huh. We just, you know, we'll trying to make sure they don't go any further. Like, we don't want anybody doing cocaine in the White House. But if we find a little whatever, you know, you broke the window. You didn't actually steal the card. Let them go. The fight over going back to work in the office is getting worse. Less and less people want to go back to the office. Amazon is having the biggest problem. They're, they're threatening to fire employees now. Yeah. And they can't afford to fire employees because employees are really, you know, they got the choice of what job they want. There's that many jobs out there that people need to do. I know the unemployment rate, they make it sound like it's so low, but that's because people are holding down three jobs and stuff like that and they're counting part-time. Well, there's also, there's a lot of remote jobs out there too where people can work from home if they choose to. That's why they're leaving their office job and saying, well, this company's going to pay me more and I could stay home. Well, in October... Uh, Amazon started firing employees who weren't meeting the return office requirements. But here's the deal. A lot of them did their homework. Now, uh, perturbed employees have pressed executives, not just at Amazon, but all major corporations for the reason behind the mandate to return to the office. They said, where's the data? Well, the supposedly data-obsessed higher-ups at these corporations don't seem to have any data. Asked in August about this, Mike Hopkins, a senior vice president of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, offered a vague response, saying that he had no data either way, but um, people are more productive when they're together. Yeah, but with that said... Wait, wait. Okay. Let me just propose this. Before COVID, what would happen if you called your boss and you're like, I'm just not to come. I'm not going to come in this week. I'm just going to work from my house. They'd be like, the hell you are. Get your ass to the office. Mm-hmm. So um, the same executive responded to that one by, uh, well, you know, we, uh, we just feel that uh, there is re- supporting data. I just can't cite any right now. Ah, I bet not. Then this guy went on to say that he searched everywhere and there's not yet to be a single piece of research that convincingly backs up the assertion that we need to be in the office. And yet major media outlets have continued to feed bosses narratives that we do better in the workplace together. But there is no data supporting that. As a matter of fact, the data does support that we do 18% more work at home than we do in the office. But here's why. There's a, there's a little caveat to that. Uh, we seem to do work over a longer period right. of time while taking breaks and doing Right. So instead things. of coming to the office and working 8 to 5, you might get up and start working at 8. But you're probably working periodically through the day even longer than 5 o'clock because maybe you went to do this and you came right. back. And at 6 o'clock, you'll sit down and do some more. So I feel like you're... But I'm surprised that more companies aren't 
in favor of people working from home because I feel like they can save on rent, oh. office space, office supplies. Yeah, yeah, you're paying for your own internet and electricity. The company ain't providing that. Yeah, but it's about control. You know that. Yeah, exactly. We need to make sure you're doing what you're doing. I notice you're not in your seat right now. How many what, are you people feed your cats? After- not acceptable. <laughs> How many people have you? Worked for or that have said, no, you need to stay here. And you're like, for what? They're oh, like, it's happened so here. People for, can see you. First seven years I was here. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. I go, oh, I'm go, there's nothing to do here. You see, you need to sit at your desk in case somebody needs you. And in seven years, one person came to my desk to say, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably me. Rick, what are you still doing here? So anyway, uh, I'll tell you what. More people would come to work or men. Uh, well, I don't know. It's uh, the FDIC. You've heard that before. Remember FDIC. Remember FDIC. Is that like a bank the, uh, insurance thingy? Federal Deposit Insurance right. Corporation. Okay, so I thought. They secure so, your deposits up to $250,000, remember, FDIC. So if somebody robs the bank, you well, still have your money? There is actually a place called the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. It is actually a company. Well, lately, there's been an expose on the culture in that company and Uh-oh. how sexualized it is. What? Yeah, that employees continually invite other employees to strip clubs, that the company itself throws parties at strips clubs, the male colleagues harass women all the time, independent researchers... Investigations by federal agencies is alleged consistently failing to punish the wrongdoings of employees with female workers likening the organization to a boys club. <gasps> According to the journal, male employees have remained in their jobs despite sending female workers pictures of their, you know what? Oh, no. In- inviting workers to strip clubs, bringing strippers into the building, telling colleagues about having sex with other employees. What? The agency was also accused of tolerating a heavy drinking culture. <laughs> Staffers having allegedly urinated off the roof of the building, vomited in hallways. <laughs> Sounds like frat house. Sounds like here. Yeah, yeah, and um, the FDIC hotel where employees stay for training has turned into a pretty much a party place. It's a brothel. Drinking. Okay. Wow. The, hey. FD- the FDIC's only response was, we value our employees and our deep commitment to fostering a diverse and inclusive workspace. Oh, my God. You know they're laughing <laughs> as they type that? Because on stage three, what? You know they're laughing as they type that. What could I type that sound good? I don't know, but you better move that photocopy of your, uh, before you send it out. Now, in uh, San Francisco, you know they're having uh, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum, and oh. foreign dignitaries are coming in left and right, including the president of China. Yeah, Xi Jinping. Isn't that why Gavin Newsom was like, now I need to do something about the poop on the streets and the homeless? He cleaned <laughs> up downtown San Francisco with a brush. It is gone. Mm-mm. Everything, every tent, which was thousands. Filth. Every pile of human feces. By the way, after the parade last Saturday, we saw a big pile of human feces. What? Yeah, we did. Yeah, there's a bit. Somebody laid a big old poop right Are there you? in the front of the courthouse. What? I mean, granted, I get it, but. Downtown. <laughs> well, there was a nice bed of mulch there. They could have done yeah. it there. Nobody would have known. Do the they so went right on the sidewalk. They, you could tell they propped themselves up against the pillar. Was that like an Ugh. FU to like... No, I think it was just I had to go. Now's, now's the time. No. So Gavin Newsom cleaned up San Francisco and he he didn't try to hide the fact that he screwed the citizens there. You're not important, but these guys are. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> None of you are fancy enough to warrant me actually cleaning Dude. the town, but tell you what, these people that don't even live here are going to be here for the weekend. I'll clean the whole city for them, but the rest of you that do live here all the time have fun waiting through the poop. And it just proves that they can do it, they just won't do it. Exactly. This guy is running for president. He knows he can win because of the way he looks and acts. And yeah. he's a he's well, not all, that he's not pe- Good. 
No, he's just not that smart, but people will fall for it. I'm just saying all people want, the reason that he could win is because all they know all people are looking for is an alternative to Trump that's not Biden. Yeah, but you see something like this, and it's like, all right, if he doesn't care about the citizens in they his state enough to clean the poop, nah. but he'll clean it for Xi Jinping, Dude, what do you think he's going to do for you? Right. The average voter will, especially female voter, and Lululemons, who just got back from Pilates and is going later to her essential oils uh, you know, g- uh, gathering where they I buy- I love that life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all they know is near the election, maybe the 5th of November, they'll go, oh, he's cute. I'm going to vote for him. That's right. it. And what that's- are you voting for? I don't know. I was thinking of voting for the new young guy. All right, that's fine. That's it. That's it. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. But Gavin Newsom doubled down yesterday. He put on an event. By definition, you know, you have people over your house. You're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. Yes, and screw you people who live here. Yeah. So here's karma's wonderful, isn't it? So yesterday, to the Asian Pacific Economic Corps Operations Summit, the Czech Republic television station, one of the biggest ones there, it looks NBC here, arrived. They got their equipment. They set up at the City Lights bookstore in San Francisco. They were ready to interview some dignitaries. Their equipment got stolen. At gunpoint, three guys walked on with guns and took all their stuff. Wow. Cameras, everything, gone. Welcome to the city. (laughs) Yeah, right. And speaking of poop, there's a new study out that the holiday foods you're going to eat may cause constipation. Turkey's number one. Yeah, it's dry. Yeah, well, people overcook it, but you don't want to undercook it. Pecan pie is second, followed by potatoes. Well, I knew potato. I know anything that's like super starchy, like corn or potatoes and things like that. But I would think that pecan pie and the turkey would do the opposite. No? It doesn't say. There's a survey out in holiday foods that cause constipation for some people. Uh, Turkey's number one. 44% of people say they can't have turkey because it backs them up. Well, you know, it's because Thanksgiving is the holiday of carbs, right? Because you have the stuffing, you have the potatoes, some people have rice dishes, you have, it's all carbs, bread, rolls, croissants. Pumpkin pies, uh, one of the big ones, fudge, sugary candy, stuffing ham, and rack of lamb. Who who fancy having rack of lamb on Thanksgiving? I don't know, but I'm already sweating. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, former President Trump Hung up on Kim Kardashian during the 2021 phone call he had with her. Did you know that? I didn't know that. They were kind of buds for a few minutes. They oh. were because she was trying to get that Alice person pardoned, remember? Uh, or the clemency. Johnson, right. Yeah, she was trying to get clemency. So she was like super tight with Trump and she was all, oh, I know I'm going to get backlash, but I don't think the people in prison care who signs their clemency. So I'm asking Trump because he was the president at the time. Well, mm. after he was president, she called him up at Merlago. And was like, hey, you helped me out the last time. Can you help me this time? And he's like, screw you. You voted for Biden and like hangs up on her. (laughs) (laughs) That's all in the new book by uh, ABC News, Jonathan Carl. The book's called Tired of Winning. (laughs) Why don't you ask your friend Joe to help you out? (laughs) Yeah, right? Coming soon, the most hilarious prank calls between the former president and Kim Kardashian. It's Trump Yankers. Hello, it's Kim Kardashian. Hey, Kim, is your refrigerator running? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask one of my housekeepers or my personal chef. <laughs> you just got pranked. You'll love these hilarious prank calls. Hi, it's Kim Kardashian. Yes, I'm looking for Amanda. Last name, hug and kiss. You're looking for Amanda hug and kiss? OMG, me too. You got pranked. Bigly pranked. It's Trump Yankers. 
Hello? Do you have Prince Albert in a can? I don't get it. Yeah, neither do I. You got pranked. Thanks, in. The Sunny <laughs> Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I forgot to tell you, I'm getting another job. I'm still going to stay here, but I found a job that it's just a little extra money for Christmas time, and it's perfect for me. Um, if you go to CableTV.com, they were offering up a unique job opportunity called Chief of Cheer. What What's do you that? have to do? They will pay you $2,500 to watch 25 holiday movies in 25 days. Oh, God, that's not enough. You're also going to get a one-year membership completely free to Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, and more. So your streaming services will be free. So how... You have to watch how many movies? 25 and 25 days. What kind of movies? I think they'll just assign you the movies. Like Hallmark Ooh. movies? All, all different kinds. Because uh. if, if you go to any of the streaming services, it'll be like, you know, Countdown to Christmas on the Ranch and all the different. So you just have to watch them with uh. a bunch of nobodies. The lawyer from New York comes in yep. and he's going to buy the property that her dad has owned, his entire family has owned for <laughs> years and years and turn it into a shopping mall. And then they sort of fall in love, but then mm-hmm. she does something stupid and he leaves. Yeah. I love the ones where she's like the coordinator for the big rich person's right. Christmas party and he's there with a girl that he's engaged to, but somehow he looks across the room and she's there adjusting something and, and they catch adjusting eyes. Adjusting something. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to come out. I was just, you know, trying to get it ready. And he's like, who is that? And his mother who owns the mansion, she's like, oh, and she's like the heir and she's like, well, that's so-and-so. Is something like this. Tis the season to watch Rick Stacy's stupid Hallmark Channel. Tonight, it's a country. Christmas. That actress from the Big Bang Theory stars as a country girl who falls in love with a rich city slicker, played by that guy who used to be on one of the CSIs, with a happy ending when the two finally kiss in an open field next to a pine tree while snow flurries fall. Then tomorrow, it's a city Christmas. The same movie only flipped. This time, a busy female lawyer falls in love with the country boy selling Christmas trees with a final scene where they kiss each other next to a pine tree with snow flurries, but this time it's in the park with special guest appearance by Valerie Bertinelli. (laughs) Then the day after, it's Christmas in the country. This time, we start on the kissing in the field with the pine tree and the snow flurries and then learn about the plot with a series of flashbacks. Does it start Kirk Cameron? Probably. And the day after the day after, it's Christmas in the city. Either James Vanderbeek or Joey Fatone falls in love with either Danica McKellar or Jennifer Love Hewitt, and they kiss while snow flurries fall, but this time it's on an ice rink. But for some reason, there's still a pine tree. Then five days later, we play all of these movies all over again, but at different times. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll say, hey, is that Ed Asner? I thought he was dead. Then in a continuous loop between December 26th and January 31st, we present a country New Year's in the city with John Schneider and that actress who used to be on the Overstock.com commercials. And it's all on where else? Rick Stacy's stupid Hallmark Channel, where Gooey meets a pine tree with snow flurries somewhere in the country part of the city. Yeah. Yep. And I'm watching every single one of them. I'm applying. I really am. CableTV.com. You have to be 18 years or older and you have to submit your application before December 1st. I'm doing it. $2,500 $2,500 to watch movies. I'm already watching. I'm all about it. That's going to help my Christmas. Yeah, but you have to be 18 or older. I am 18 or older. Does that imply that some of them are adult movies? Um, Maybe. Maybe the, the storyline. on this. <laughs> yeah, the storyline's got adult content. Rick's yawning already. He's over the movies. Don't you have one? Didn't we do? We did one about years. That they, about You have did your I? own Hallmark movies. That was my Hallmark. No, there's one that you do. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. 
anyway, I'm going to be partaking in that. Here's something I'm not going to be partaking in, mainly because it's $19,000, so it's not really by choice. Wait, wait, it's wait, more wait, by on. financial reasons. Hold on, hold on. Tis the seat. No, nope. that's the same one. And now, back to the Hallmark original movie, City Boy, Country Girl. Is it? Or is it Country Boy, no, City Girl? Did you voice it. Uh, who gives a <laughs> It's all the same. <laughs> Don't you remember Ho 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 Deck Them Hoes? Yeah. On Rick Stacy's stupid Hallmark channel. Here it There's is. 53 days till Christmas. <laughs> See your heartwarming holiday favorites from now till Christmas every single day. Enjoy upcoming films like Home for Christmas. All I Want is You for Christmas. A very Christmassy Christmas starring Mario Lopez. And who can forget to remember Under the Mistletoe with Carrie Underwood. And you'll love Christmas Time is for Christmasing on Christmas. Plus the sequel, Christmas Time is a Great Time for Christmas. And the third installment, What Would Christmas Be? Without Christmas on Christmas, starring Kirk Cameron's sister and Mario Lopez. And gather around the television for a family time favorite Christmas is Christmas and Christmas time with Santa. Ho, 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 deck them hoes. Starring Mario Lopez and Kirk Cameron's sister. And another woman that looks like Carrie Underwood. It's the countdown of 53 days till Christmas on Rick Stacy's stupid Hallmark channel. <laughs> That's my favorite That's one. Oh, by far. Deck them hoes. <laughs> so this is a this is also Christmassy, but this is expensive. Have you watched the movie Elf yet this year? You haven't turned no, it on already. Yet, no. no, I'm waiting until so, at least after Thanksgiving. Okay, so uh, if you're looking to maybe propose to somebody, and this is the year, a lot of people do it around Christmas or on the holidays. Um, yeah, you you can, can lump the gifts into one session. That is the gift, absolutely. You wouldn't expect anything else after the ring. Um, you can pop the question with a candy cane ring inspired by Elf the movie. It's $19,000. But candy canes are so cheap. It's not made of candy cane. It's made oh. of diamonds, but it kind of looks like a candy cane. Uh-huh. It's red and it's green and it's gold. It's 18 karat yellow gold and two pear-shaped gemstones in the center. A green emerald and the same color... Um, Let's see, a smaller diamond, and then there's white diamond that symbolizes white Christmas. And since it's a candy cane sparkler, the ring also has 10 small red and white diamonds on the band wrapped around, and then snowflakes are engraved inside. Can I be honest with you? It's really ugly. But maybe you like that kind of thing. Hmm. Everybody's got a different taste. $18,750 with the engagement ring. You know, Jim Carrey was supposed to play uh, um, the elf. Was he really? Yeah, he turned it down. Will Ferrell got, got I it. I think Will Ferrell was perfect for oh, it. Oh, it was great. And a lot of people will disagree with this next controversial statement that I'm about to make. I thought Jim Carrey was a great Grinch. I well, thought he was really funny. Yeah. Okay. You I haven't did, seen it, have I you? I haven't seen it, no. Okay. I think he's... I, I prefer the old one, the, the cartoon one. Well, the cartoon one, oh, the classic, yeah. you can't argue with, yeah. of course. But, but, I, but the remake, I was like, this is... I don't know. It just feels disconcerting. It's nightmare fuel for me. It's it's a little darker. Jim Carrey tends to do that to movies. He tends to be a little dark in some stuff. Oh, like cable, like cable guy. Yeah, I thought that, that was, would be funny. It was kind of oh terrifying. Yeah, it was. It's like um, you know people like that. So when I go out to dinner, and I don't know if you're the same way, when we go out to eat, it's because. Usually, if it's not for a celebration or other reason, it's because I don't want to cook tonight. Let's go out to eat and we'll get some food. So there's this restaurant in New York City. You know how they have those restaurants? They have them here where you go and you pick out your own steak and then you go to the grill and you cook your own steak. Have you no, ever been to one of those? I've been to the faux one here. Well, it's not there anymore. It's on uh, Colonial and Mills. Is that it? This, it used to be right there in the corner across from the Chinese supermarket. You know what I'm talking about? I know where it is on Colonial. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was great. And you, they'd bring you the steak, but it was chopped up and then you'd, you'd do your fried rice and then you'd do right. your, your 
post the, the liquid stuff. Yeah, so there's great. there's steakhouses where you actually go pick your cut of steak and then you go over yeah. and you stand around with your drink and you grill your own steak. I think it's cool. Some people like it because they want an experience. Some people are like, I don't want to cook my own food. This is kind of similar, not to that extent, but there's a New York City restaurant that serves instant ramen noodles that you make yourself. Instant? Yeah, you so- the ones you buy at the store? I always make those myself. Yeah, and now you can go to the restaurant and pay to do it there yourself. Why would, why would you do that when you I could just- I want real ramen. Right, so this home. is 115 types of instant soup on the menu, including cups of ramen, just like you would make at home, boiling water, you put the thing on it, right? There's no waiters, no public restrooms. You order via a computer kiosk. Minutes <sighs> later, uncooked dry, noodle, dry noodles arrive in a paper bowl on a tray with a seasoned packet on the side. There's an employee there that will guide you how to cook your soup with an appliance that dispenses boiling water. And then you go over to like a toppings bar and you get free toppings on what to put on your soup. So a lot of people, believe it or not, it's doing really, really well. The noodles start at $2 uh, for chicken ramen and go up to six fifty for like sesame noodles and things like that. But, but you get a gas bill. <laughs> yeah, the comments are hilarious. Everyone's like, why? I could do that at my house. Why would I go out to dinner yeah. and make my own ramen? I go out because I don't want to cook and you're making me cook. And they're instant. How hard is it to do the instant? Right, you pour hot water in it. Anyway, it's very popular, believe it or not. All right. And finally... Pat Mahomes wears the same underwear every single game. It's Taylor's. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so he confirmed the underwear rumors. I guess somebody was on a podcast and they were like, no, yeah, dude wears the same red underwear every single game. Now your question might be, does he wash this underwear in between games? And he says, sometimes. Sometimes he washes them. If he's on a winning streak, <sighs> then he might wash it every so often and he just throws them on and... <laughs> He's been doing it since his rookie season. Oh, and gosh, it brings I feel him bad. Whoever's got the locker next to him. Yeah, but it brings him good luck. He said, as long as I'm winning, I'm going to keep wearing them. Ugh. Hey, it's Patrick Mahomes. Want to perform your best in any situation? Then you need new Patrick Mahane's underwear. It's the underwear that you wear every single day for years, so you can be as successful as me. Jenkins, these fourth quarter projections are a mess. What are you thinking? Well, I... Jenkins, what does that smell? Do you... Have an accident? No, sir. Those are just my Patrick Mahane's underwear. Ooh, the undies of a champion. Good work, Jenkins. You're going places. Patrick Mahane's underwear. We're the same underwear every day, like I do. In stores now. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> oh, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid. With Jill and Smokestack. All right, so a swanky 92-foot yacht worth millions of dollars spent a recent weekend stranded on a Florida beach here. Luxury watercraft, a Viking 92 called Pastime, got stuck on Delray Beach. This happened November 3rd, according to WPTV. Three people were on board the ritzy boat when the vessel lost power before it ultimately hit the shoreline. Is this, a, is this, did you give me this? It sounds like it. Did what, you, who, what is it? The, the he yacht. wants to know why it's weird. Why, why, why did I get the yacht that stranded itself on shore? I don't know, you sent it to me. I know that doesn't mean you put it in the weird news. It's oh, not weird. oh, I didn't realize you would give me stuff that he, didn't it, make any engine sense. Engine failure, that's that's weird. I don't know, man. So put it aside. Get rid of it. Why don't you get the one up. that you begged me for that I didn't I, run I got it here, you. but it, I, I'm sure you just chopped the first paragraph off, and I'm not going to have the rest of the story. So this lady in Wis a little Wisconsin city. No, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She's a Wisconsin city administrator. She sent the employees of the city 
a whole list of stuff to discourage during the holiday parade. Oh, you can't have Santa. There's no snowman. That's offensive. What else? No religious decorations. The email obtained by media outlet Wisconsin right now appears to be from what Watusa Deputy City Administrator Melissa Cantero Weiss, obviously a graduate of some woke college. Uh, one of the uh, topics here is no green and red lights or anything green and red. <gasps> How dare you? It offends it's me. Triggering. Very offensive. She says, we want the party to be, the parade to be welcoming and inclusive for all residents. And green and red excludes all the other colors? Yeah, so what if you're making them all white? I think that'd stick out. Yeah, okay. white supremacy right there. Hello. It is Christmas, Miss Melissa Cantero. No, it's a holiday celebration. That's enough. <laughs> she also reminds in the email, ask departments to refrain from using religious decorations or those solely associated with Christmas. Oh, I would put crosses up all, I'd put the biggest cross I could find on the roof of my house. <laughs> some Just, neutral, uh, some neutral, inclusive decoration suggestions include snowflakes, snow people. You can't have snowman because that's no. you know that's the patriarchy. It's hard to quit and get a job at Starbucks. Here's my cups. non-binary, gender-neutral snow person. Now, what if it was a uh, if I built a snow person and put a carrot, you know where? Uh huh. Would that and call you have it to a, chop it? Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. You can bring festivity lights, but not green and red lights. What if they change color? Incorporate lights like blue or purple. Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. Blue or purple wasn't a color for lights back in the no. day. Wauwatosa is the city of about 48,000 and most of the main have in it. Good. <laughs> so I hope she gets her ass fired. That's stupid. What man. an idiot. Yeah, like wrong. I think that's the same along with everything else. It's like, we can't, like, look at Starbucks. Yeah, they Starbucks, learned a lesson on that. They bit the big one. It's like, well, we can't have this and we can't have, so we're just going to have a red cup and a plaid cup and then we're just going to have a green cup with dots on it. It's like, way <laughs> to be generic. and you won't. It's red. <laughs> a dot cup with dots on it. <laughs> they really they did. did that? No, the cups this year are plaid. There's a red cup. I think there's a striped cup. There's a polka dot cup. It's so lame. It's offensive to people that like zigzags. All right. This uh, this story is sort of a, a cell phone story, I, th- I think. Well, this, this woman graduated. She got a job at a law firm. Her name is Nikki Vasquez. She's working at a uh, law firm. She's the property lawyer. I guess it's a you know firm that deals with real estate transactions, that right. kind of stuff. Um, what city does she work in? It doesn't say here. Well, any city would be. She only gets paid $75,000 a year. I know to some people that's a lot of money, but, you know, 75000 isn't what it used to be. And she's a lawyer. Don't you think you should make it a little... Uh, is she a part-time lawyer or is she a full-time no, lawyer? No, she's a full-time lawyer. She's Real been Esquire? Working there since- well, well, lawyers usually get paid by the hour, depending on the case. Yeah, maybe she doesn't book a lot of hours. She doesn't charge for phone calls. Well, here's what happened. She uh, started the law firm in 2020, and right... Right when she quit, she was making about $70,000 a year. She says it just wasn't paying the bills. I get it. But she had another talent. She could... She's a pet psychic. Okay. She could talk to your dealer departed pets. Wait, the ones that already died? Yes. The 33-year-old has created a social media phenomenon. She's getting paid generous... She's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting paid a lot more, almost double right now. She just started... When, from when she was a lawyer. She's from Philadelphia. She quit her job to become a full-time pet psychic just one year after beginning her research. She says, I was so miserable. I wasn't making any money. The hours were ridiculous. 
people are just bummed me out. And then this came along. In September in 2021, Vasquez launched her pet psychic business on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. She was quickly booked up for the next four months. Good for her. She has 175 followers. That happened in the first month. She <laughs> says, I had to stop taking bookings because I was so inundated. She talks for to your dead pet for $350 for a one-hour session. Wow. Huh? God bless. Who am I to begrudge her the money that she makes? Go for it. Yeah, I can do it. You can do it. I, well, hell I mean, yeah, I can do it. Why she can he? do the, it, I can do it. The guy's got a lot of animals. I would expect at a certain point he'd make a Egg, connection. He's got a point. See, I can do this. I'm telling you. If you have questions about your cat's future and $350, you can get the answers you desire with Rick Stacy, cat psychic. Uh, I'm sensing the letter P. It's either puke or pee or oh, maybe poop. Could be pillow. That's it. That's it. Your cat's going to puke, pee, and poop on your pillow. Rick Stacy, Cat Psychic, will look into your cat's soul right after you look into your wallet for $350. You know, your cat's very upset with you. He dragged a half-eaten snake into your kitchen, and you didn't even show any appreciation. Rick Stacy is like Miss Cleo. But for cats. And also, if Miss Cleo charged 350 bucks <laughs> to make crap up about your cat's future. Oh, your cat's saying enough with the dry food. If you don't start serving fancy feasts like turkey and gravy, it's going to knock another vase off the table. Rick Stacy, cat psychic. Your cat's very nervous. He's very worried your check's going to bounce. He'd like you to pay me in cash. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Yesterday, I don't forget what the count was, but it was about, uh, was it in the hundred thousands of uh, Jewish people ended up in D.C.? Yeah, for the protest, right? Even Chucky Schmucky Schumer had something to say yesterday. Yeah, he was out there at the uh, big rally and he was yelling quite a bit. I not only had a desire to go to Israel, I felt a special obligation to go. When I got off the plane, Israel was still shaken from what happened. I said to the Israeli people, Israel, we in America have your back. America feels your pain. Okay. We ache with you. We stand with you, and we will not rest until you get all the assistance you need. You know, I, I, I want. That's nice that he said that. And but do you I, believe it? No, he's so insincere, and he's such a. Remember when uh, Gorsuch? You remember when the whole um, thing with the uh, was it Roe versus? Where's the one where he threatened the Supreme Court justices? Oh. Was that Roe v. Wade? No, I thought he did it to uh, Trump when he was on the on the no no it was news Ro thing where he's no. like you can't mess with the deep state we'll get no, you no that that wasn't that was I remember that one no this is the one where he's yelling you don't know you've woken up the blah 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 we're gonna come and get you Gorsuch this guy did such he a do a cracking thing too or no I believe Mike Johnson more than I believe yeah Chucky Schumer Mike Johnson was out there too. The United States stands unequivocally with our neighbor, our friend, our ally, Israel. They are, they are neighbors in a global sense. That's right. 
Last week, a bipartisan group of members stood in solidarity on the steps of the House to mourn the loss lives in the October 7th attack and to grieve with the families of Israeli hostages that are still being held in Gaza. We heard heartbreaking and tragic accounts of their kidnappings. And of course, as you know, many of those families haven't received an update on their well-being since that day. As a parent myself, I can begin to comprehend their despair. All of us feel that way. This morning, we watched the horrific film that was produced by Hamas from their own cameras as they committed the assault. It's unspeakable. The auditorium was full of Republicans and Democrats in the House, and they wept as we watched the film together. Most couldn't sit through it. These Israeli hostages were kidnapped in their homes by barbaric Hamas terrorists for simply being Jewish and living in Israel. As Prime Minister Netanyahu says so well, this is a fight between good and evil, between light and darkness, between civilization and barbarism. The calls for a ceasefire are outrageous. That's what you got to do, man. That's exactly what you have to do. So Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House there that nobody really knows yet. But so far, you know, not bad. Who you is he? You mm-hmm. want to hear something scary? What? New poll just came out. Mm-hmm. Said that uh, 72% of Americans that vote uh, would not be willing to volunteer to fight for their country if we faced major conflict. And 30% of those between the ages of 18 and 29 said they'd rather surrender than fight. <gasps> How oh. sad is that? What? You're kidding me. I've been holding that story all week. I was oh. going to do it Friday. Oh. oh. No, no, it's okay, because I was going to play a Reagan speech it just, right after. It just after popped it. up. That's why yeah. I saw it, and I was like, Here, holy cow. Wind leaving Rick's sails. No, 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 it's all right. I'm glad you brought right. it up. No, but it's true. It's absolutely true, yeah. Um, that's because of a lack of education. They have no idea what it's like elsewhere. They really don't. But to sur- you're willing to surrender. You're just going to give. You'd rather give up than fight? We've raised we've raised a bunch of cowards, and we've taught these people to hate this country, and now we're getting the results. That's- I think it's it's also one of those time things too. Think about it. Like anybody that was alive during World War II and remembers all that isn't really around today. Yeah, to, my grandfather fought in World War II. You know, people forget after a few generations. They're like, well, this is how it's always supposed to be. You mean, I don't know. Everything's fine here. Well, because you're talking to a generation that needs a safe space. To function. It's because they've never felt real danger. Do they think that Hamas is going to give them a safe space right. or maybe Iran? Or do they think that they're going to go to, I don't know, pick a place, Cuba, China, North Korea? You think they're going to give them a... Sp- no, they're not. No. These are people that go into their car, and I'm not dogging anybody for trying to be their real selves, but these are individuals that go into their car and scream at the top of their lungs, hysterical crying into TikTok because they were called the wrong name. They can deal with nothing. Mm-hmm. No, but that's... But they've never had to, either. No, that's where he's right. He's Their parents coddled them. You're the greatest, you're the best, and, you know, and maybe you're not, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like uh, those people that are like, I'm so good. Well, it's like, you've never been bad, then you being good doesn't mean much, does I... it? <laughs> yeah, the new Gallup poll came out. A majority of American adults would not be willing to serve in the military. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if no, you... And don't, and don't you think China and these people in Russia, don't you are think... Are counting it, on that. Of course they are. They know we won't fight. But, if, you know, back in the day with the draft, you had people that would pretend to be sick or injured or flee to another country because they didn't want to fight. Listen to this. You want to really get stunned? Um, 19% of young white male Democrats will not serve in the military. Why? They don't want to. 
They don't want to. I mean, nobody wants to, but at a certain point, don't you want to protect the stuff you do have? Nope. It's that people that don't experience bad times don't recognize the good times when they're in them. Yep. That's but exactly But I think you it. also, don't you think it says a lot about your character and your integrity if you would go? Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, they have no concept of what it's like to not have freedom. They don't. They right. have no concept. They think this is real. This is not real. Like, imagine if we had the draft now. Every, we should have the draft now. Don't we should we have always they, had the draft. Don't they do selective service still? It's, I had to sign up when I was 18. Like, yeah. before you graduate, that's one of the prerequisites. You go sign up if you're a dude. If they reinstated the draft, if they actually started to that operation again, all these people would leave the country, which yeah. I'm fine with. Leave. I mean, I remember my dad. You don't deserve to be here. Because back when you were, when the draft was going on, if you were in school full time, you didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. And my dad uh, knocked back from full time to part time school in college. And he, I remember he joked, he said, it was like they were hiding in my bushes. They knew immediately as I knocked back to part time, knocking on his door, let's go. He was like, all right. And he got drafted. He went and fought in the Vietnam War. And it's like, that's, you need people like that. They're like, all right, this is, this is my duty. I got to go serve my country. But it's, so, like you said, so many people, so many of these young people won't go fight for their country. They'll fight for what their neighbor tells them to fight for, and they'll go march in the streets or stand out in front of their school and hold up a sign and fight for something that they know nothing about, but they won't fight for their country because they hate the country because they're taught to. Yeah. It's, um, it's, t- I'm going to play it. I wasn't going to do this till Friday. I was actually going to do this on Veterans Day, and I totally, totally forgot. And I got it down. Jill brought it up, so I might as well. It's a little lengthy, but I think it's, it's, it says it all. It's President Ronald Reagan, and he's talking about the price of freedom. So take it away. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes They just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow who left his job in a small-town barbershop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. 
America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Isn't that something? Wow, nice. that made me a little emotional. Yep. And now we're willing to surrender. So God, you sh- That should be played every day. It should be. Uh, but, you know, we've taught this generation that uh, freedom is not worth fighting for. Uh, we don't know the price that these people paid for freedom. And therefore, they don't, they don't understand the value of it. And the other thing is, and pff, Jill knows, I'm not a religious guy, but we took God out of everything. So now we have no moral standing. We have no moral courage. Uh, children don't know, not children, but, you know, kids graduating from high school today. Uh, a lot of them, maybe not in this state, but in a lot of other states, don't know right from wrong. They just have no idea. They don't know how this country works. They don't know the good thing. You know what's funny? Here's a little irony. It's not going to be as as good as uh, as what you just heard Ronald Reagan do. But um, Elon, of all people, Elon Musk, just a couple of days ago, was doing a podcast and this was remarkable. Listen to what he says about America. The U.S. is one of the, also one of the rare cases that has not been acquisitive. Like in, after World War II, the U.S. could have basically taken over the world and any country. And like we got nukes, nobody else got nukes. We don't even have to lose soldiers. Uh, which country do you want? Mm-hmm. And the United States could have taken over everything. Oh, wait, at will, and it didn't. Um, and the United States actually helped rebuild countries. So it helped rebuild Europe. You know, helped rebuild Japan. Um, this is very unusual behavior, almost unprecedented. So he's like, "Well, America's done bad things. Well, of course, America's done bad things. But one needs to look at the the whole track record, um, and and just generally, you know, one one sort of test would be how do you treat your prisoners of war, mm-hmm. or let's say, um, you know, no offense to the Russians, but." Let's say you're in Germany. It's 1945. You got the Russian army coming on one side, and you got the French, British, and American armies coming on the other side. Who would you like to be to surrender to? Like, no country is like morally perfect, but I recommend uh, being a POW with the Americans. That would be my choice very strongly. <laughs> in the full menu of POW. Very much so. Yeah, because, I mean, look what we're doing right now. I mean, um,. The good part about, you know, I guess what our concerns are about Hamas and Israel is the civilians in Palestine, even though probably a lot of that is is just ignorance of, of the situation there. But we've always cared about 
people in general, even the people that were fighting against the periphery, the civilians. You want, yeah, they're innocent people you not know? to get harmed. Yeah, just... They don't care about their innocent people. They're right. using them as shields. Right. They put their headquarters under hospitals in Gaza. Well, they strap so, bombs around kids. So we're still a country that, that far and far and away is, is more, uh, our underpinnings are more in, in morality than just about almost any country out there, even including some of the free countries, you know, but we're not teaching that in school any longer. Mm. So they have no appreciation for what's here and it'll blow up in their face. Hopefully this will never happen. But at some point, uh, you know, you'll find out nobody can get away from it. There's nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't think people realize like there's, there's nowhere else like this. Nope. And and even though, you know, I I get that people look at us and don't see like, where's this perfect thing that you're talking about? It's like, no, 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 no. It can always be worse. Could it be better? Sure. But it can always, always get worse. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times it is. And it does. Yep. You started this, Jill. Sorry. That's good, though. People need need to hear it. You know, it's, it's another reason to encourage people to travel. Get outside of your bubble for a second. See how some other people live. Yeah. You know, it, it's different when you're like, oh, these people are sleeping on the sidewalk in tents. I've seen people living at the landfill mm-hmm. in well, other countries. And it's not even a landfill. It's a trash pile. And you got a family of five sleeping under a tarp with sticks. No, I mean, you go to... Uh, and they you, don't get benefits like free needles. <laughs> no, I had a glimpse of Haiti once. I mean, I've been at some places where the people that are living in those tents in San Francisco covered in, you know, surrounded by their own poop, they're actually better off than most people in most countries, mm-hmm. yeah. believe it or not. And you don't even have to go to other countries to see it if you want to see and uh, maybe prioritize your own life. And, you know, you hear the saying, don't sweat the small stuff. Go volunteer somewhere. Go volunteer at a soup kitchen. I used to did that back home. And it really puts you into perspective to not whine about your own life when you're like, I really wish I had four Christmas trees, but I only have two Christmas trees. You go watch people that don't have any money to buy food. They can only afford to keep a roof over their head, so they have to go to a soup kitchen to get their meals. And thank God those soup kitchens exist to be able to feed people that need it. But yeah, not everybody's dealt a, a silver spoon. Now, if you think all this is depressing... It should be actually motivational. But if it is depressing to you and you like being depressed, I got some more. Ready? Your pets don't bring you happiness. <laughs> they don't? No. New Respectfully study, disagree. A new study at a Michigan State University says the whole thing is not true. Uh, no study found any reliable association between pet ownership and well-being. You know how you get the study after study that says if you own, you know, if you... If you own plants or you own animals, you'll live yeah. longer? Study assessed a total of 767 people three times each in May 2020, and pet owners said their furry friends made them happy. However, when researchers compared the data they collected with data from non-pet owners, there was absolutely zero difference between the two groups and their well-being, according to Professor William Chopik. The co-author of the study, he probably doesn't like pets. I don't trust people that don't like animals. But I don't think it has to do with the animal itself. For me, I feel like it's more of a taking the focus off of yourself and focusing on something other than you. Right. That is what does wonders for your spirit, I feel. You know, when you focus care and love on something else other than yourself. Yeah. Every time I step in pee, I say that to myself (laughs) every day. Like, ah, you know, I just love these cats. Uh, finally, two NASA astronauts, uh, Jasmine Mogabelli and Laurel O'Hara, were conducting their first all-female spacewalk outside the International Space Station last week. Bless. 
Why are you making a face? What now? I know you want to make a joke of some sort, don't you? I don't have to make a joke. They dropped two tool bags in space. What were their names? Oh, you mean actual oh, tool bags. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Belly O'Hara uh, finished their work in space, six hours, 42 minutes. One of the main objectives was to do maintenance on the ISS, working on the station's solar array that keeps the power on, which track the sun and generate electricity. Thankful, thankfully, the tools weren't needed for the rest of the tasks because one of them dropped the bag. <laughs> What's this, a wrench? I don't need that. It's gone. <laughs> The tool bag is now inadvertently lost in space. I'm not going to get mad at that. It sounds like something I would do. It happens time and time again. Honey, have you seen my tool bag? Where was the last place you had it? When I was in space? Well, not anymore. If you're a NASA astronaut who's lost your tool bag, now you can find it with a NASA tool bag locator. Uh, I lost my tool bag again. Use the NASA tool bag locator, honey. Your tool bag is located in the Andromeda Galaxy, orbiting planet PA-99N2. Uh, it's going to take me forever to get to it. You better leave now, honey. The NASA tool bag locator. Find your tool bag that you lost in space. Today, the sunny update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with the world gone crazy. Oh, it's pretty. Smokestack's helping me make snowflakes for the studio. Such talent. Remember when you were younger and you would take a piece of paper and you'd fold it up and then you'd make snowflakes. Okay, that's going to be my job a little bit. That's all you're getting. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. I want a toy with something that plugs in. Don't forget. All right. Um, I actually had a new idea for you guys for this Christmas. I'll still make the stromboles, but I have something else additional that I'm going to bring. Oh, man. Um, Rick, I'm going to do a story that you don't have in front of you, so just try to follow along if you can. Because I know what I'm supposed to do when I buy new clothes, new blankets, but... Part of sometimes I'm lazy and I'm like I don't want to wash it. You know when you get new clothes you're well, supposed to wash it. They right? look really nice, but you ruin them. You wash them, then you don't get that new nice new. But they're full of chemicals or something. Yeah. So mm. experts are saying you should always wash your newly purchased clothing before wearing it. You never know what's hiding on the surface, and not to mention how many people have tried that on before you. What? Yeah. And of course all the roaches that climb all over it while it's sitting in a box in a warehouse somewhere. Oh, well, did I tell you a roach came out of my kitchen sink, gave me the finger, and went back in the hall? You did tell me <gasps> yeah. that. I Just don't like understand. Just like Joe's apartment. It's making me mad. What do you spray stuff? Yeah, we get the exterminator coming all the time. It's just this one. This do you one. leave the cat food down? If you do, that'll go. It'll be yeah, bugs. they love pet food. Well, I can't take it away from them. They take the hours. They, they mosey around hours to eat it. You yeah. know, you walk in the kitchen, find one, crack it, open a beer. What's <laughs> up, man? What, By the way, I'll be in your office if you need anything. With your legs <laughs> crossed, with the legs crossed, all five of them, six of them. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, um, what's, okay. what's wrong with the clothes? So, the human body produces obviously oils and stuff like that throughout the day, Ew. and they're saying it adds up to about a liter of sweat, 40 grams of sebum, which is oils from the body, 10 grams Ugh. of skin cells, and 10 grams of salt. So, I should be weighing this and selling it. Well, they could be transferred to people that are touching new clothes and the fabrics and all that. And oh, so you're wearing the sebum. You know, the other thing is, one thing I 100% will always wash is if I get new sheets. I don't oh, care yeah, if they're, yeah. you know, I always wash them to make them soft and smell nice before you put them on the bed yeah. um, and stuff like that. But the clothes, yeah. like you said, I get it. It comes into me. I, I don't they're go to They're perfect. Stores. They're nice. Yeah. The colors are bright. And then you put them in the washing machine. The clothes are made so crappy today. Yeah. And you're like, look how nice it looks. I'm going to put this dry. Or something. Sometimes you can't wash it. It's something that would need to be dry cleaned. And then, of course, you feel uh, less fat in, in new clothes. Once you put them in the washing machine, you feel fat again. It must have shrunk. <laughs> That's um, true. Here's a little. Are you, you're not hosting Thanksgiving this year, or are you? Oh, no. yeah, you got family coming in town. Oh, we do. That's right. Yeah, we're not doing any. We're taking them out to McDonald's or something. No, you're not. <laughs> no, we're not hosting anything. You're not cooking Thanksgiving no, dinner. No, we're going out to some restaurant or something. Oh, are you really? Oh, yeah. dude, now I'm gonna have to cook stuff. some barn. 
A barn, okay. City limits, yeah. Isn't that a bar? Yeah. You're taking the twins and the baby they to a bar. They have bounce houses. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Well, here's a lady that says, I'm expected to host Thanksgiving dinner for my whole extended family this year, but I'm dreading it. You, if you've ever hosted any kind of holiday meal, you know it's a lot of work. It's preparation. It's cooking. It's cleaning. It's getting all the silverware, making sure we have enough plates, enough forks, enough knives, enough glasses. Blah, blah. You got to have enough of everything, right? She said nobody's helping her, though. Is it too late to threaten to cancel if I don't get some help? Well, she should have talked about it before she started. So I, I wouldn't use the word threaten because that's kind of like a, an attack kind of thing. But I see no problem with saying, hey, I am totally happy to host Thanksgiving this year. Can everybody bring a side or can somebody bring something to drink? Because it is a lot for one person to handle. So if we all pitch in, it'll be a lot easier on everybody. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. You know, I like hosting. I host... We do Thanksgiving, and then my mom does the Christmas Eve. And so, um, but everybody pitches in. Like, my mom makes the turkey. Mm -hmm. And the the stuffing, and then, because everyone loves my mom's stuffing, so I can't make the stuffing. And then I do everything else. Harold uh, doesn't make anything, but he He does. He does the couch. He carves the turkey. (laughs) College football. He's the turkey carver, man of the house. He uh, does that. What's your dad do? Uh, My dad supervises the carving of the turkey, because my dad used to be the turkey carver. (laughs) See, and Elliot? Ellie just kind of runs around and goes, tell me when you need me to sit down, because all he eats out of Thanksgiving food is macaroni and cheese. He doesn't eat turkey, doesn't eat ham. Teach that kid right about the pilgrim with the turkey. (laughs) Oh, you're a really nice mom. My mom would have got the plunger, just start stuffing, stuffing down my face. Now you're the turkey. (laughs) No, I love, but Harold's mom will bring, um, it's a very unpopular dish, but Harold loves it. It's uh, ambrosia. What the hell? Oh, it's marshmallow salad? marshmallow salad. Yeah, it's Gross. Watergate salad with the pineapples crushed up in it and, like, and oh. the pistachio. And it's got I think it's got cherries in it. It's actually delicious. It's got coconut in it too. But you most people say that all so you want. Yeah, it most people sound... have an aversion to it, but yeah. it's it's actually really good. Why am I mixing that up? Is Watergate salad and ambrosia the same thing? I've never heard of Watergate salad. Is that what you call it? It's it's like uh, use like pistachio pudding and marshmallows and then fruit. Oh yeah, that's similar. But if you know, but another you can thi- bite into a listening device. <laughs> another thing about Thanksgiving is the cleanup. You know, you have to clean everything up, and if you no, don't it's have ridiculous. help, you it's, prepare for it's a seventeen lot. hours. Then you cook everything. Everything gobbles up in five minutes, and then everybody sits on the couch, and you're stuck there with a kitchen of mountains of goo. Well, that just means you have a terrible family. I mean, it, I, aren't most families? Everybody helps pitch in on mine. Who's cleaning up the table? Who's rinsing the dishes? Who's taking out the trash? Who's doing this? This this turns into a chore, boy. That's it incredible. is a chore. It's a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a lot. One hundred percent, you do need help. That's why I'm going to a bar. It would be really hard to do on your own. Um, there have been some Thanksgivings that my mom and I and our family have said, you know what? Do we just want to go on vacation this Thanksgiving? I mean, we can go somewhere for four days and it'll be the same price. I mean, think about how expensive it is too, especially oh, if you yeah. have a lot of people coming over between the alcohol and the food and everything. But what I was getting at is the cleanup and you got to load the dishwasher. And most of the times your dishwasher isn't big enough to hold everything. So you got to do it in loads, you know, where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, the mm-hmm. one load's going, you leave the, a second load in the sink and then you, you trip it out. But it would help if you had two dishwashers, which apparently is a new trend. Did you know this? Yes. I, I saw that in a magazine. Two dishwashers. On either side of the sink. What? Yeah. Who's got the space? Who's got the money? I only know one person that has two dishwashers. And, and it's they own a restaurant. They own a restaurant. And they are super rich. And in their home, when they built their home, one of the things was they wanted two dishwashers. I want one regular dishwasher, and I want that thing they have in the restaurant where you put the 
plates and cups in there, and it goes it just blasts them. for like five minutes. <laughs> it sounds like everything's getting sanded, <laughs> and then everything's clean. Like in five minutes, why can't we have that at the yeah, house? It's, I don't it's know. one of those. It's, you put the dish. It's like a cold laser bath, and it just burns all the food off. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you what. The ones uh, where was I at the uh, scratching place? Where they scratch the food or something. Uh, cheese something. They scratch the food. What's that place called? Cheddar's scratch Cheddar's. kitchen. It's Cheddar's. Yeah, they I scratch things. No, they have a, a, a dishwasher under the bar, under the counter where you also eat. I'm telling you, I was like mesmerized. He put like all the mugs in there and all the cups and then a few of the appetizer dishes, pressed the button before I even got my meal, it was done. I, I go, why are they making us wait three hours at home? That's crazy. Yeah, Especially they're, they're, if you get a scratch there too. Everything comes out on fire though. It's but Do you ever get like steam. an energy efficient dishwasher? It takes three hours to no. wash your dishes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, got, like, I got one of those. Yes, yeah, like so do I. spitting on the dish. You must give terrible. your dog to lick it. Takes forever. Takes forever. Um, if you were given a bunch of money and they said you had to spend this money on tickets for something, whether it be a sporting event or a concert, what would you spend it on? Uh, I don't like to go anywhere. Too I know crowded. you don't. But you went. You go. You go to concerts with Angie. Yeah. Where's the last one you went to? Just uh, go the cracker. The uh, no. The the the, the, the big band. The twenties thing with the doing today's music. Okay. Uh, uh, something something jukebox. Okay. Oh, postmodern jukebox. Postmodern right. jukebox. Yeah. Well, they asked a bunch of people if you were given a bunch of money and you had to spend it on a ticket, where would you go? Number one was your favorite to go see your favorite artist in concert. The Neil Sedaka tribute. Number two was to go to the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Why don't you go to that? You can watch it on TV. Exactly. Comfort of your own home. Nobody spitting on you drunk. Number three, NBA Finals. Number four, Taylor Swift's concert. Over my dead body. Yeah. No way. Number five, Coachella. Oh, he goes that every weekend. He picked the dumbest ones. Yeah, I wouldn't. What would you go to, Smoke? Well, he goes see Krogman in the woods. Oh, no, they only play in fancy hotels. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, what's that Steely Dan show coming up at the Amway? I'd go see that. Steely Dan? Well, whoever's left of them. You know what I wanted to go see, but I was on my cruise. Did you wind up going to the Pitbull, Enrique, and uh, Ricky Martin show? No, I don't know what happened. I'm glad you brought that up. What happened? Wasn't it last week? We were supposed to go. No, I, th- I, I thought know. it was November 9th. I guess we didn't go. Oh. I don't remember going. Tickets got sold in exchange for decorations, and he didn't even realize it. I don't know what happened. Because Rick was like, "Yeah, I'm going to that. I'm so excited." I was like, "Man, I wanted to go to that, but I'm going to be out of town." I love. That's one of the my favorite shows I've ever been to. Was Enrique and Pitbull was incredible. Oh, I love Pitbull. Yeah, but you can't see him on the stage because he's so short. Yeah, Mister 305, and that's his height. You remember uh, the situation, Mike, the situation, Sorrentino from yeah, Jersey Shore? Yeah, oh, yeah. So he's this married guy now. couldn't keep his shirt on? Yeah, he always takes it off. I mean, he was ripped. He's still pretty ripped, by the way. Um, he's a little little chubbier than he used to be, but he's still pretty muscular. Him oh, and his wife. It's his whole brand. Having a nut. Yeah, right? Uh, third baby, I think this is. Is this third baby? Third? Yeah. Third baby. How many does Schnooky have? He knows about. Schnooky has two, I think. And Mike has a third on the way. They just did like a big pregnancy announcement. For his wife, because they have a boy and a girl, now they're having another girl. But he's, you know, all of these people in Hollywood are looking to launch 
a new business that goes with their brand. So this this might be something for him. Oh, it's the situation over here. Want to find out if you're pregnant the situation way? Then you need the GTLBT, the Jim Tan Laundry Pregnancy Test over here. How's it work? <laughs> if the test says, oh, you're pregnant. If it says, forget about it, you ain't pregnant. You'll love the GTLBT over here. All right, let's try this test. Wait, wait. It says, oh, forget about it over here. Come on. What's that mean? Oh, what's the matter with you over here? Huh? It's plain to see that it means, oh, oof, my own over here. Come on over here. What's the matter with you over here? I don't get it. Well, you better. The GTLPT, the pregnancy test from me, the situation over here. In stores now. Oh. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. How many times have I said that the overeducated are the dumbest people in the world? Yeah, you have. Well, common sense-wise, sure, yeah. Well, here is proof. This is this is exactly what I've been saying, and I but I never thought of a way to verbalize it the way that this story does. So, the article is called "How Too Much Education Can Result in Ignorance." <laughs> this is great. Um, the stupid may indeed harbor wildly overblown assumptions about their capacities, but the same is true of people on the other end of the spectrum. Intelligent, well-educated people. In fact, the more educated you are, the more likely, and this is a study now, the more likely you are to pontificate on subjects you know nothing about. Really? That's why our politicians are dumbasses. Uh See, most of them are lawyers, and they know everything about lawyering. But when it comes to everything else, like human nature and how people live and what people want, they don't know anything. Uh Uh-oh, what does that mean? In a survey containing 5,000 people that were highly educated, uh, they found that 90% of them will attempt to discuss something they have no knowledge about, while stupid people, I don't know how they recruited those, are is more like 30%. So the more educated you are, the more likely you are to actually ask a, answer a question that somebody asks about another subject you know nothing about. See, I feel like if I'm in a discussion that I know nothing about, I'm zipping my lip because I don't want to sound stupid. Well, they don't seem, they get over, but the problem is, is they said they tend to uh, resist and recognize that they have a vacuum of knowledge in other areas. Mm -hmm. They think because they're so educated, they make up stuff about other things they know nothing about. Oh. Are they the people that when you're having a conversation about you or a situation with you, they're like, oh, well, I know when I went through such and such and they turn it back on themselves so they could talk about themselves? Uh, Sort of. It says uh, the way we traditionally conceive of ignorance as an absence of knowledge leads us to think of education as the natural antidote. Right. You would get educated. And that would prevent you from being dumb. We get emails here of people that always say you need to be educated. Educate yourself. But education, even when done skillfully, can produce the illusionary confidence that makes Educated people say stupid things and not recognize it. I think everybody says stupid things at one point, though, yeah? No, but they'll do it like with great confidence. Oh, you know, so, like so if you're a, if you're a, a doctor and yeah. your whole focus, your whole life has been medicine and yeah. somebody asks you about motorcycle repair or whatever oh, it is. You think you know it because you got an education. They have so much confidence because they graduated from Stanford and they mm-hmm. went to medical school. They think just because they can, you know, they actually succeeded in one field, they know everything about everything else. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, but never, I never, I'm going to sleep with the article. I'm so in love with this article. You can put it under your pillow, you're going to snuggle it. Yeah, I think I'll cuddle for All a right. few weeks and then we'll work, see what goes on to after. Each his own. A physics professor in Kansas has big plans for the afterlife. Ken Ohm is 86 years old, so he says, well, it's going to be soon. 
He's a longtime space enthusiast, so he has paid $12,500 to a Texas-based company, Celestis, to launch his remains into space. In hopes of aliens picking up his body parts, taking the DNA out, and creating clones of him. That's what he wants, huh? Yeah. Wants to live on forever and eternity on another planet? Other people have done it. James Doohan, the guy who was Scotty on uh, Star Trek, he's done it. Wait, he launched his body into space? He launched his body into space and, uh, you know. We ever find out what happened to him? Now, he was cremated, so he was- uh, Oh, his ashes were launched into space. His ashes were launched into space, but not this other guy. He wants his body to be launched into space hole. Into the space hole? No, Scotty, nothing. Not the right one. Rick's very disappointed in you. I can't repair warp drive without a space dog. Then get me impulse power, half speed, quarter speed, anything. If we can get this Hulk moving, maybe we can do something. Nothing like the original Star Trek. Yeah, know, it's Jill, great. Know, Jill knows all about it. Great movie. No, it's a TV show. Spock, oh, that too. Can't, can't seem to imagine how Ohura and I got busy last night. <laughs> Didn't they create Michael Myers' mask off of William Shatner's face from it's Star a, Trek? It's an exact. Yeah, it's William Shatner's face. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. William Shatner's like 96. I know, and he's still going. He's on Priceline commercials day and night. And he's still doing a show. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like universe, you know, he always does those those shows. I went to space with Jeff Bezos and it was terrifying. Was he the one that couldn't get out of his seat? Couldn't get out of the seat. <laughs> so I could have eight- gotten out of my seat, I just had to poop. The eight <laughs> seconds that he got to look out the window at space, yeah. the captain of the Enterprise couldn't get out of his seat. Wow. Poor well, I guy. mean, he is older, so. Yeah. I was terrified. He just his wife left him a few years ago, or they divorced. Why? I don't. I, I mean, that, exactly. What? What is he sleeping around with younger chicks? Of course I was. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> it's our rule. Not in the same solar system. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose, lose, lose. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com.